Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time that is. It's time to dim the lights and light the candles. Because it's another thrilling episode of the worldwide phenomenon that is Geeksters. And welcome to episode 32 of the Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And tonight we have our special guest again for us, uh, Dave Saban. Well, hey, hey see Dave. Hey, everybody. How you doing? And I think we'll start off like we always do with releases of the week. Releases of the week. <laughs> okay, our first I think we have to talk about is, of course, Superman Unbound came out today. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Well, okay. Uh, obviously, my, my hatred for Superman is known. <laughs> Character-wise, I can watch him on the screen anytime, you know, because I like watching that on screen. Right. But as far as his core personality, can't stand the brick. Okay. Is interesting more for me is if you're a fan of TV, is the voice work that's involved. Yeah. Because you have I always forget the girl's Santin Curic or whatever the hell her name is. Basically, from Castle, you got two cast members from Castle, mm-hmm. the Nathan Fillion movie right. show, Molly. Quinn, which played his daughter, plays Supergirl. Okay. Kate, played by Santa... I forget. She was also the voice of Talia al Ghul in the Arkham City game. Okay. She plays Lois Lane. All right. You got Matt Boomer, who is from White Collar. He's Neil from White Collar. He plays Superman. Okay. And Walter Bishop himself plays Brainiac. All right. So, to me, as a voice guy, I think it's kind of... Interesting. Also, like a little tidbit to is Matt Boomer was actually one of like the top five actors that was actually vying for the Man of Steel role. That he, you know, eventually the guy who has it now beat him out, obviously. Right. But he was a front runner of basically Superman for a while. Okay. They're also talking about him too for being the Fifty Shades of Grey guy. You know, whatever the character name is, Christian, whatever. I don't know the book, so... You don't know where You've been living under a rock? I, I, I told you I do. I mean, you don't believe me. It's that whole... Fan, some chick wrote a fan fiction novel based on like the Twilight characters. Right. Where Christian Grey is his name, hence the name Fifty Shades of Grey, but he's... And he meets his chick, and it's all like BDSM, like Sado, S&M kind of storyline, but it's so childishly written. But yeah, women love it. Which just goes to show is like, women won't watch porn, but they'll read the hell out of it. Like, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Superman Unbound came out, and it came with, if you're you know a little action figure, yes. Brainiac, woo-woo! <laughs> so pick that up. Yes. Pick it up! <laughs> now, put the show on pause. We'll wait. <laughs> and welcome back. What's next there, Ed? Fringe, the complete fifth season came out today. Oh, look at that segue from Walter Bishop to Fringe, the fifth season. Yeah. Yep, the last season of the show. Yeah. What did you think of the show? I didn't see the show. <laughs> My God, I swear, every week oh, your, your, your geek cred gets lower and lower. <laughs> I sure does. <laughs> as soon as this point, it'll just be, hey, Ed, did you see the show? Nope. <laughs> did you see this movie? Nope. nope. We went together. Wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I zoned out for an hour and a half. Uh, okay, well, the show was really good. Yeah. I highly recommend it, but since the fifth and final season came out, I'm always Mr. Why don't you just wait a little bit? By Christmas time, there'll be the big box set right. of all five seasons in one big pack and get it that way if you haven't you know, purchased it. So there you go. There's a Christmas present you can there get yourself. There you go. Yeah. So there you go. It's something. Or maybe eventually I'll just go to Netflix like I do for everything else and just catch it there. And just... <laughs> sure, why not? 
What else you got? Okay, next is uh, Jack Reacher. Came oh, out. yeah. Jack Reacher. Tom Cruise. <laughs> saw the movie. Saw the movie theaters, as, yes. as everyone knows I, at this point, <laughs> after how many episodes? All right. 32. 32. Sunday nights is usually, Sunday during the day, I usually go out to movies with my father, mm -hmm. and we go pick a movie, and Jack Reacher was one of them. Really good movie. I mean, it, the movie got slammed a little bit because it's based on a series of books, mm -hmm. and the character Jack Reacher is described completely different than Tom Cruise. <laughs> like, Tom Cruise, I think, is maybe 5'3 at most, and Jack Reacher's character in the book is like six foot something. Right. You know, a big menacing feature creature. But in the movie, it didn't matter because he kind of kicked ass. It wasn't like a Tom Cruise movie. It was kind of like a, a gritty murder mystery with a little bit of action in it. It was really good. Uh -huh. I highly recommend it. If, if that's definitely a, a buyer, if not, definitely a renter. Okay. So, yeah, right there. Yeah. Did, you, did you see Jack Reacher, Dave? No, I haven't seen Jack Reacher. Okay, so it's two of us haven't seen it. <laughs> well, again, it wasn't... It, I've it, only it, seen maybe one or two episodes of Fringe. And I have yeah. to agree, I like the show, but it just... Didn't pull me in to watch it each week. It also did have to commit you to, at least I don't know where it's at around the world, but in America it was Friday nights at 9. Okay. Or, or 8, I think. You know, it was still in that coveted Friday night spot where most people were like, I got shit to do, it's the weekend, I'm drinking. You know, or I'm going to the movies or whatnot. You know, ever since, and it was on Fox too, and ever since X-Files had that Friday night spot and it was so big for them, they right. kept trying to... Redo that magic. Redo re, re the magic. And Fringe was kind of the closest they got to it because it had the same time slot as Firefly did. And for a while, too, they weren't sure if they were going to have like a fifth season because it was kind of on the fence because it wasn't really pulling in people and it was expensive to make. Mm -hmm. So they were likely, that's why if you see season four, the season finale of season four kind of left it off where it could have been like a series finale kind of episode. <laughs> There you go. You get an extra season out of it. There you go. And it was a good season, too. So I highly recommend picking that up or at least Netflixing it. <laughs> what else is on the list there? And finally, Mama. Mama. <laughs> Del Toro's, uh, of course, directed the movie. And, uh, you know, it was one of those type of movies that people were uh, looking forward to seeing. And, well, of course, I missed it because I'm not a harm guy. Well, so. okay. Technically, he didn't direct it. It was more of one of those, like... Um, he oh. pro he kind of produced it or kind of like Give Me All Their Tour presents like Quentin Tarantino does because uh, it was directed by a completely different guy. Uh, see, uh, me, me not reading the copy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I didn't see it either because, again, I'm not, not really a horror kind of guy, but from a close personal source, meeting my sister, yeah. is a huge horror movie buff, saw it, saw it, and she said it was creepy and it was good. And my, my three-year-old nephew, every time a commercial would come on, he would go, Mama! Because that's what the kind of kids do. In this. It's really creepy. So she said it was definitely a great, it was a good movie. So at least rent it. Yeah. You know. Did you see it? By any I have not seen Mama. There was ah. a lot of horror movies that came out around that time. And that was one of the ones that slipped through. I, uh, unless I really hear somebody recommend a horror movie that's PG-13, I usually tend to avoid it until it comes out on disc. Oh, okay. Well, now it's out on disc. So now you can... Rent it or buy it and uh, check it out. There you go. And we will go back to when we, when we actually don't know all the news and stuff. We'll talk to you about because you did see a movie recently, that, the Rob Zombie movie. Yes. So we'll get to that as a review on that because I haven't seen it. I know he's never going to see it. <laughs> you know, so we'll, when we get back around to actually sitting down and discussing movies a little later on the show, we'll, we'll ask you because I'm curious because I love his stuff. So. Okay. So, so think about it now <laughs> without spoilers. See if you can do that. Yeah, that's a trick. <laughs> okay, what else now? 
that is it for movies and there was no new releases for video games in terms of the consoles there was a couple of pc versions but they were more kitty style games gotcha. that i don't think people appreciate well, I gotta well, say, well, since, since anyway. we are on the topic of video games, yes. today being May seventh, yeah. the for those people having justice, two, well, three actually downloadable content stuff came out. Mm-hmm. One was the Lobo character finally came yeah. to downloadable, and also two skin packs. One was the Young Justice skin pack, which consists of Deathstroke, Cyborg, and Raven, all in their Young Justice outfits. Mm-hmm. And also my personal favorite, the bad girls line of <laughs> costumes. It was Wonder Woman from, I guess when she had to redesign from issues 600, mm-hmm. because that's how it's just described as 600. So it's her in the, in the jacket, the black jacket, I think black pants, and the, the obviously the corset. Yes. You know, there was that, her, that skin, the Selena Kyle skin, which I looks like kind of a year one look to her. Okay. Where it's skin tight black, zippers down, pull it, but she's got the short kind of butch haircut. Right. And then the final uh, skin was the Harley Quinn, the classic Harley, they call it, the her in the black and red outfit with the, the jester hat, mm-hmm. which never, which is the look that I know it's classic and some people like. I just never liked the hat. Right. Just could never get, you know, that's the reason why I kind of like the pigtail look she had in Arkham City, which will always be my favorite Harley. <laughs> just, you know, the tight leather, skin showing, hair pullable. Right. <laughs> you know, so, and makeup rather than just the mask. Okay. So, those were kind of like the three content. But I also did pick up a game. Did you? Today, yes. And I don't know how, I know it's a, it was released this earlier this year, I think. Okay. It is called Hyperdimension Neptunia Victory. That's a mouthful. Yeah, I know. See that three times fast. Apparently, it's part of a series, too. I did not know that. Really? Because it usually something, what jumped out at me at this game, and it's going to sound stupid and childish <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> Uh, okay. And so I'm, I'm, I'm throwing myself under the bus for this one. Oh, boy. <laughs> it is so deep in Japanese anime that it's sickening. Really? I mean, all the characters are girls. So they have the big eyes, depending on the age of the girl, depending on the size of the boobs. Yeah. Because <laughs> some of the girls have the big boobs, some of the medium-sized boobs, some of the small boobs. <laughs> but it... But, and it, the, the cover kind of jumped out at me because I was like, oh, you know what? Because I like the anime style because I am reading. <laughs> this reminds me of the times we used to rent movies when we were younger. Based Dave, on the box. And yeah. they, would, they would rent a movie because it's like, look at the box. It's awesome. And it was the worst movie we ever saw. But, you know, we also got a lot of uh, great movies based on those That's true. Boxes. That is true, yes. Because, you know, they say you don't pick a book by its cover. But back in the 80s, there was no internet. Fangoria Magazine was really the only horror yeah. magazine back yeah. then. Yeah. What did you have to go by except for the covers of these movies back mm-hmm. then? Yeah, there was no way to kind of re-read on the movie. But So, so yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker. I'm still a sucker that way. <laughs> I do judge a book by its cover, and I go, oh, look, pretty anime girl. Kind of cutesy. Like, And I read the back, and it's like all the four girl characters. They're guardians of their own lands. Okay. But yeah, they have to kind of work together. It was really things like they're in constant flux with each other. Like they kind of fight. fight. He said flux. Yeah, flux. Yeah. <laughs> flux. <laughs> so there's two different ways to play. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like it's it's really cutesy. 
Continue. It, it's, it's like I said. It is so. It's not like there's no tentacle sex in it. I can tell you that much. At least not right now. But uh, I've only played an hour and a half of it. <laughs> actually, twenty minutes because I actually had to go download my content for Injustice and play that. Okay. Injustice took priority. <laughs> After about eight hours, the screen was irritating my tongue. <laughs> I was so chafed. <laughs> This is one joystick I couldn't recharge. <laughs> but actually, the gameplay kind of reminds me of a little bit like the old uh, Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Where it's, except there's like, it's more voice. It's not like full motion voice. It's it's like you have a cutscene uh-huh. and you have the characters kind of like in two dimensions going, oh, yay, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And like I said, it does, it does kind of seep like my pretty pony kind of cuteness <laughs> to it because they're all like hi <laughs> kind of like that in a way you know but also it's also you got what they're saying underneath and you just right. kind of like how to hit x the old scrolls yeah the old scrolls like okay fine 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 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 sure sure just give me to the action <laughs> and the actual kind of like dungeon parts is is more traditional 3d animation okay but the camera angles are a little off because your character's kind of like dead center in the screen the girl i'm having like she looks of course like it's like sailor moon kind of character with the the depleted skirt and you know always saying these cutesy kind of things and it's it's smile inducing because of how cute it is but by the same token it's also super annoying because it, after a while like those girls just get really annoying real fast and, it's like oh shut up already kick some ass like I said, I'm I can't like, believe you're playing this game. Well, it just kind of, like I said, it's one of those things where it's like in the midst of all the other games that I have, like the Dead Island, Riptide, and Justice, where I'm just kicking ass and taking names, blood, gore. Here's like a, a just a role playing game. It's like a just, palate cleanser. Yeah, it, it almost. You know what? I'll be honest. It feels like I'm playing Powerpuff Girls. Yes. Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, can, it has that kind of vibe to it, and I love the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. So it kind of felt like, all right, yeah, I'm kind of like enjoying it. Hee <laughs> Like, I'm, ch- I'm smiling. And there, there's like a scene where when absolutely they were younger, they did like music stars, one of them. So they had like, like this little clip of a video that they did. But it's suddenly like the Japanese singing styles. They're like, la di la la di la And every once in a while, they go into like Americanized, you know, the cars is an American. Yeah. So I'm sitting there going, hee I'm bouncing my head going, yeah, this is cute, hee hee I did like an hour in just to kind of get a feel for the game, and then I ejected and kicked some ass with Injustice. You said eject, right? Yes, I said okay. eject. <laughs> I got to make you clarify that because I wasn't sure either. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see how long it keep holds my interest because I'm like, and of course, there's always the one girl that I'm like that seems to be like really jumps out to me. And it's she's kind of like the, the emo goth girl, <laughs> of course. <laughs> the black hair, big eyes. It's like why can't I find a real girl like her? Like, she's cute. Well, I can't wait to get me her and play her. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> I, it's so stupid too. It just it, I I'm honestly admit that it's got to be the dumbest thing I've. I, one of the dumb things I do on a daily basis is like, oh yeah, I play this cutie game. La 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 la. <laughs> Hack slash he 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 he. <laughs> So that was my big uh, 
purchase for games this week. <laughs> <laughs> but there was something, too, I didn't notice. At, since I don't know exactly when the release date is, so I don't know if you want to talk about it now, but Diablo 3 is coming out for PS3. Oh, really? Yeah, so it was one of those, like, I have it on, on the PC. Yes. But it's coming out for PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been, I was actually asked out on the street, I have a Diablo 3 t-shirt. Right. A couple of them, actually. And this guy asked me about Diablo 3 back when it came out originally. Mm-hmm. And then I was at the Wawa where he works, and he was behind the counter. He's like, let me ask you a question about Diablo 3. You know, because he re- remembered me. Okay. Because I have that face, I guess. Yes. And asked me what my <laughs> feelings were about it coming out in PS3. All right. Which one should he buy? And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. I mean, I already have it for the PC. It's a great game. I love it. If you don't have it, you probably can get it cheaper for on the PS3. You're probably missing out like some of the mods or stuff. I don't know exactly what the thing is. But again, it's solely for the PlayStation 3. You got the PS4 coming out at the end of the year, so right. why couldn't they have done like a like updated or give something a kickstart to help with the sales of the PS4? Not that it's going to need it, but right. get more people to because I so far I don't know the rumor still is is that the PS4 isn't going to be backwards compatible to the PS3. Yeah, so you're kind of like in that flux mode of well, if you're just doing the game for the PS3. Why not do it also for the PS4 unless it isn't going to be backwards compatible? Right. Or they or they could do a, a, an all three series, one, two, and three on the PS4. That's a good point. As a classic series type of thing. The I mean, I never played the Diablo 3 on PC yet. But I do know, because I've read a lot about it, was the fact is, is that there's also an online market that mm-hmm. you can buy weapons like to better enhance your, your playing ability. Yes. And I don't think they're going to have that for the PlayStation Network. I mean, you're 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 lucky if you're going to have any of those weapons, you know. So you're going to be squandering around basically for whatever's on, on the levels of hell that you're going down. Or to. paying like ninety nine cents or a buck ninety nine for a special sword in their PlayStation Store, right? Versus you know, like maybe shelling out ten thousand gold for that same sword in, in Diablo, right? They could think of something. I mean, now nowadays with kind of like the online capabilities, like. For example, like Injustice, where you can actually fight somebody around the world, mm-hmm. it's kind of like maybe they can still do something like that. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, the thing, the thing too is like it was, there was a lot of online base on the Diablo three for the PC, so they're going to try and port that over into the PS3 right. version of it. But the thing is, is that are you, are you really going to be into it if you've never played one and two? I and agree. That's the other thing too. I mean, I mean, Diablo three it was a standalone game will be good. But the fact is, a lot of people who've played it through decades and enjoyed those two games, how are they going to feel about going now from a PC to a, a right. PS3 console? It's I, not going to work. That it's, 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 it's an interesting question. You know, again, I think it comes out later in the summer. I think I, September, I, just, I think. I just think it's going to be like a $60 game. Nobody's going to buy it. Right. And it's going to drop in price because they're just going to try and, and make sales out right. of it just before the PS4 comes out. Or they'll do like one final Diablo 3 Legacy PS3. Yeah. So you get that person to buy a PS3 for $250 because it comes with like a special skin. And for the yeah, for the console, yeah. <clears throat> yeah I mean, because it's already, it already has like your computer now. You get like a double-sided poster and uh, a downloadable character, mm-hmm. a downloadable skin for your character. It's just like... So it's kind of like business as usual. I mean, the the only thing I don't know about the PC version is because I remember from one to two was the fact is that you were using the character from one, right? Do, are they doing that for three? I don't know because I got to be honest, I haven't played two in so long that when I put when I installed three, you just automatically I, start with a new character. I think because they didn't have the I went with the Demon Hunter, okay, which I don't think was a, no. a character in the third one in the first two. So I don't know if if no, I was used to be a magic user, a warrior, and was, a rogue. Yeah, it was your standard three. four. Yeah, like yeah. it was like um, barbarian, 
thief, magic user, and paladin. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's your your four standard issues. Right. You know, they added the um, demon hunter. I think for and like a ne- and a neuromancer or necromancer, necromancer you know, yeah. you know, however you want to look at it. <clears throat> you know, into the game. Okay. That's it for video games. Yeah. What else you got? Well, I think it's time for nerd news. Nerd news with your host. Ed. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Take it away, Ed. No, I was going to do that while you're oh. talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to wait for the end. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to be like R. You know, they, what do you call it? RPN. Like today's today's news. Our first story is Warner Brothers. Kills Kickstarter plan to revive canceled DC animated series. Those bastards! Yeah. It wasn't long ago that Warner Brothers and Cartoon Network pulled the plug on two beloved DC animated series. There was a bit of hope for a while, but it looks like they're going to definitely say bad boo. Okay, so, so yeah. They say dead boo, sorry. <clears throat> the dead shows were uh, Young Justice and The Green Lantern. Yes. So they were, what was the idea behind the... Kickstarter program. Well, the, the the fans wanted to keep the shows going because they they enjoy them so much, and they had a, like a DC kind of universe on Cartoon Network, where it was right DCU. Like, yes, and uh, it's kind of like the if, if anybody watches Disney XD with the whole Marvel universe, right. where they have the Ultimate Spider Man and uh, the Avengers. Avengers. Yes, yeah. So it was, it's that kind of thing because they also did like little tidbits in between, like okay. for that one. And so this, the fans wanted to keep it going, but the uh, DC people, or Warner Brothers, basically said that they have other shows lined up, and they prefer to keep those going than well, some old shows. That right they- now, here's the thing: I have watched the, I did buy the Young Justice on DVD, mm-hmm. you know, because I heard such good things about it, and it was one of the shows that just completely off my radar because I'm not watching, you know, the DC, the Disney channels. Right. So I, I read, I bought them, and a really good show. It kind of reminded me, like. As far as thematically, kind of reminded me of like your typical Batman the Animated Series, where it was like heavy, like good storylines. Mm-hmm. Now with, but the thing is, and I learned this from listening to other podcasts, especially ones that deal with animation shows, like the guy who did Ben Ten, also was involved in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Okay, and even listening to people who did the um, Batman animated series, because it was the Batman animated series for a while, then it became the Batman and Robin animated hour, right. because it weren't with, with Superman. So people who work in the, I guess, cartoon industry, as far as network television goes, mm-hmm. assume kids have a short attention span. Right. So unless unless it's fresh and new, they're going to die off. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, for example, case in point, like Young Justice, they have a Young Justice show now, right? but it's not as good or up to par as... The original version, I guess you might say. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> but again, it, somebody in an office went, we need the child, kid this up, kid-friendly it up a little bit more right. to kind of make it so they can sell more toys. That's what it comes down to. Is that the only reason why they do it. You know, introduce new characters like Ultimate Spider-Man. I watch that cartoon because it kind of reminds me a little bit of, have you seen a couple of those episodes? Oh, yeah, I've watched, I've watched <clears throat> okay. it, yeah. It has like a little bit of airplane feel to it. <laughs> where it's like something's going on, someone will make a joke, and then it's like, bang, like a visual kind of representation of that joke. Yeah. like so, kind of, Or like a Family Guy kind of thing right. style. So well, I, what I enjoyed about the, the Ultimate Spider-Man is the fact is that there's something would happen, and then he would freeze frame it basically, right. and then like look at the camera and make a joke, you know, kind of thing, and you kind of laugh at it, and then the scene goes on, and you're like, it's just his mind perspective 
of what he's thinking, like what funny line he's going to say, because Spider-Man, of course, is infamous right. for the one-liners. And that's the, the whole point of the premise of this is just they really enhance that. Yeah, and it, I, I love it. I think it's funny. Yeah. I think it's intelligent. Because at first I was like, I don't know. I'm like watching it. And then I got into it. I'm like, damn, this is a pretty good show. Exactly. <laughs> but now here's the thing. There's a reason why I brought that up was because they have Superman riding a motorcycle. He doesn't need a motorcycle. But yeah, but motorcycles are cool. Exactly, and you can sell a shitload of them in stores. Right. You know, Spider-Man's got to, you know, like, it's like the old buggy thing. Like, when you, back in the 70s where you had that Spider-Mobile. Right, the, right, the, that's <laughs> right. That's right, because people like, could walk, but they still want a Segway. Right. right. That toy wasn't in the show, but I made 50 bucks off of you. Yep, <laughs> yep. Somebody out there is going, Dad, Mom, Dad, I want the Spider-Man motorcycle for Christmas or for my birthday or for whatever. <laughs> And you're just like, but Spider-Man doesn't use it. He does on the show. But kid, I just gave... Here's all my comics. You point to me at any spot where you see him riding that motorcycle. <laughs> it shoots webs, and then he can ride... He can, he can actually drive over the city streets on a web. And I'm like, he used to swing. Like, every normal Superman, <laughs> Spider-Man. Just, That's a lot of work. I'm just going to get on my bike and go. Flip. <laughs> flip. Flip. Now it's... Well, one of my favorite Matchbox cars as a kid was the Spider-Man mobile. Yeah, that's right. Remember with the yeah. big spider on it? <coughs> yeah. That didn't exist anywhere, but it was one of my favorite toys. Yeah. Anything to sell that product. Gotta, right. gotta love Disney. I'm going to slap Spider-Man on something and you're going to buy it. That's pretty much yeah. it. Yep. Even, even uh, any... Comic book, TV, movies, thing. Yeah. Slap a slap a logo on it. Boom! Kid's gonna go. I want it. <laughs> Even some adults. But Batman. Di- but Batman didn't have a thermal blue cold suit. Like <laughs> the suit was already insulated. It was black, not blue, not white. <laughs> Damn you, kids! <laughs> the ultimate armor, Batman. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> When did he ever use that? When? It's the left-handed Batman with the right-handed Batarang <laughs> issue. Only limited edition. That's 700,000. <laughs> Get yours now, kid. <laughs> it's limited. <laughs> it's numbered. <laughs> got to get it. Right. So what else you got there? So wait, so so this news article basically, Warner's Brothers just said no. No, right. Because it was more designed by fans trying to... Right. Like, so the idea was a bunch of people going to go, here, Warner Brothers, we'll give you the money to redo the series. Yeah. That's going to be the dumbest idea ever. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm all for, like, you know, like the whole... Yeah, like if it was a fan film or... <laughs> right. If it's a... the Geeksters, I'm apologizing for all the comments Sean's making about people. No, no. I'm going to explain my <laughs> okay. rationale. Okay, all right. A couple weeks ago, we did the Kickstarter article about Veronica Mars. Yes. That was designed by, created by two of the people, the creator and the star, to actually generate funding because Warner Brothers said, we don't know if yeah, there's money Yeah, but see, out the, there. The, difference, the difference between that, though, is, is that they, they're going to make a Veronica Mars movie. Right. They're not bringing back the show. No, no, but again, but yeah, but look at Chuck. That writing campaign brought the season back for at least one episode, one more season. Two seasons. Two seasons. Yeah. So it's... It's there, the ability to get your voice heard and have the show on. But for a group of people to kind of go, well, here's money to make more show because we like it. Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, DC, well, it's basically Warner Brothers. They go, well, we can afford doing it. We just don't want to. 
Yeah, but like, see, that, see, that's again, that's a really kind of bad example because Chuck basically got canceled because of the writer strike. Ah, uh, okay. So they, they, all the fans, the devoted fans of Chuck that liked the show so much, they wrote in enough, and people, just like Jericho, it was the same right. thing. But I mean, that was before the writer strike. It's just that their their ratings were low, and yeah, they that got another. Up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but they got the show back on the air for another two seasons I think it was at most but I know at least one more season they got out of it see my thing is like okay mm. a show like Jericho probably got cancelled so it never had like a final episode right same with Chuck Chuck you know okay well, the writer's strike you didn't get that feeling of completion there was a show True Calling with Eliza Dushku where she kind of did like a Groundhog's Day where she worked in a morgue the body would wake up and go help me and then she basically be at the start of the day to try to save that person. Right. You know, and it was a damn good show and it had Jason Priestley on as a bad guy, which kind of does the whole <laughs> Jason Priestley Comic-Con story, which we'll probably touch upon when Comic-Con comes around. <laughs> That's my favorite story. <laughs> I had pictures, I took pictures of him. He went to see Jason Priestley. I couldn't stop laughing when he saw him because I'm like, out of everybody. Oh, right, I guess we're going to tell the story like, now. Oh, yes. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> damn. So, so he's like, He's like, I liked him in True Calling, right? Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, there's no way he brought... I didn't say it, but I was like, there's no <laughs> way he brought pictures for this thing, right? So he gets up there. I'm out, because I'm out in the you know, thing with his camera, taking pictures, pictures, right? So he's finally up there, and I'm taking pictures of him and Jason Priestley. And he goes, so I, I see you don't bring any... Well, okay, no, you, here, here you go. So I'm standing in line. Now, you got to understand, Jason Priestley was basically the teen heartthrob of 90210. Uh, yeah, my wife loved meeting him because of 90210. Right. So there I am with middle-aged housewives kind of going, oh, my God, it's Jason Priestley. And I'm the only dude going, yeah, I'm Jason Priestley. Yeah, 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 sure. It's not because of this show. Like, I almost feel like having like a sign going, I am not here for 90210 shit. Like, because... <laughs> That wasn't the reason why I was gonna wanted to get his autograph. So I go through the whole thing, and all the housewives are like, "Oh, J.C. Priestley is still cute! Oh my god!" I'm just like, Yo, just "Move it along, lady, move it along." You know. <laughs> so I get up to his his table, and he's got two two pictures. It's two stacks of pictures. One is him and the entire cast of 90210, mm-hmm. and the other one is his glamour shot from like Teen Beat of 1980, whatever. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting there going, which one do I pick? Because <laughs> I didn't watch 90210. He's and, got every episode on DVD. No. And, oh, I'm sorry, Blu-ray. <laughs> and then the other shots, him in the kind of like the teen heartthrob shot. <laughs> and I'm just like, I have no options here. I, I don't want the cast. So I had to pick the teen heartthrob thing. <laughs> See, that's what he's telling us. Yeah. <laughs> but in his mind, he goes, oh, they got the heart yeah. oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. So I kind of grab it, kind of like angrily, kind of like, I was like, God damn it, give me this one. So I go up and I go, can you sign this? And I was like, look, I just want to say for the record, I was kind of hoping you'd have true calling stuff here. <laughs> and he was like, he goes over to, I guess, his assistant or whatever, and he actually goes, that's again more people are asking for true calling stuff I should have brought true calling stuff so I felt kind of like justified going yeah yeah Jason you're an idiot like, <laughs> you're at a comic book convention don't bring up your teen heartthrob shit <laughs> you know it's a shame you know at these conventions they have these tables that 
sell the actors' pictures mm-hmm. from screen grabs. Or if if you before you got in line, you might have been able to find. It, that's exactly like after I'm sitting there. Wanted the teen heartthrob. Yeah, yeah I showed the teen heartthrob, and I know because I've seen that that walking around kind of right. stuff. And you see like everyone have like special poses and screen screen captures, mm-hmm. but it just never dawned on me because number one, I like to kind of if I buy it there, it feels like like, and then show it to them, and have them sign it. I almost feel like. You know, it's not part of your table. Like, eh, I really, I'm trying to help you out because you're here trying see, to make I, money. I don't have that oh, problem. see, he wouldn't have a problem because he's still going to charge you the same money. Yeah, right. I was saying, I, and I went to, uh, I went to Boston for the Buffy Fest for the their Wizard World there in, in Boston, and uh, I Seal, of course, is a huge. I'm, I'm a Buffy fan, but Seal's a real huge Buffy fan. Right. And I had um, like an article for uh, Harmony. The, I forget her name. She thinks she, she signed that one. I had the uh, K- Kitchen Confidential for uh, the guy who played uh, Xander. Cause he oh, was okay. In that, so she signed the cover for that one. So I had like all this stuff, and it didn't bother me in the least that like, yeah, I'm not buying a picture at all. I, that's sitting yeah, there. I, yeah, I guess. I, just something about it, I guess. I kind of feel like these are the ones. I don't know. Like I guess it's, it's something in my head just kind of goes, I don't want to buy it from an outside source. Let's get it right from, get it right from the source. Right. Especially if you are paying the money for it because then you wind up actually paying twice because mm. if you actually go to one of those booths they're as pay- expensive as buying the autograph like five dollars <coughs> usually if you get a glossy yeah eight by ten usually those unsigned pictures are like five bucks right so then but then you stand in line and you're still getting charged 35 maybe 40 right. dollars to get that sick that signature so now add five dollars more onto that you're kind of like i mean yeah sure if that's the picture you want you're willing to spend that kind of money but with the options available you kind of get to pick and choose what you're spending your money on. Mm-hmm. So with that option, you kind of got limited. I like to be limited to what they're offering. Right. Right. So I kind of felt like, you son of a bitch. Damn you, Jason Priestley. <laughs> he's he's holding it, the picture to his chest. Oh, the raw <laughs> picture. Oh, so, well, I'm so glad he brought that but one. The whole point of, of the story and the embarrassment <laughs> of the story is that I actually had the conversation with Jason Priestley like, I really wish that they would take a show that was canceled and have like a, almost like a two-hour mini-movie to kind of finish out the thing. Because mm-hmm. the sh- series did end with a Christmas episode where you found out that uh, stuff about her father and him, like they were like kind of like the bad guys of the show. Mm-hmm. And here it is, like this moment of like Christmas time where everyone's kind of getting along. But then you find this deep, dark secret that her father, like her job was basically to save people. Mm-hmm. And Jason Priestley's job, he had the same ability, but it was his job to make sure those people died. So you kind of had like this thing going, this kind of like natural kind of like give and take of like one-upmanship of, or just thinking who can outsmart each other. And then you find out that not only did her mother have that same ability that she has, but her father had Jason Priestley's ability. So be it, they still found each other, married, and had her as a kid. So that's it. And I'm like, you sons of bitches. You didn't give me that. Like, I don't have that closure. Like... I would like to have seen that. And he was like, he, and even he was like, yeah, I kind of wish we did kind of have like at least another season to kind of round out that stuff out. Uh-huh. But again, I mean, it shows like for a show like Young Justice, you don't need it because it's an episodic cartoon. That right. The only shows I've actually seen them do that for was like Batman Brave and the Bold. They kind of had, they knew they were getting canceled, so they had that final episode. Right. So very rarely do cartoons get like a finale show. So bringing it back, is, yeah, Warner Brothers like, pfft. Well, I'm saying those those shows that were more of a starry arc kind of shows are not just like a one-up show. Right. That, like here's a half hour of like Young Justice and they're defeating the bad guy of the week type of thing where they actually had 
it was an on progressing ongoing show. I mean, there were subplots to it, right? So that's what they were kind of hoping for. But then again, it's like I said, it's it's kind of like a canceled car- comic book. I mean, it's like yeah, you want that finality, but again, they're going to be picked up somewhere else. Yeah, another Young Justice show will come up. Granted, now the one they have now is not as good, but. And the only way you can kind of, you know, I guess counteract that is, and a lot of people don't do it, is just not watch the show. Like, if you're going to, like, everyone loves the DC universe, like that that hour, mm-hmm. but if you're so pissed off at the Young Justice show being canceled, refuse to watch the new one. Right. And that way somebody at an office somewhere go, well, our numbers are down, I wonder why. Because no one's watching it's that. Show, right. You know, like, that's where you hit them because then they can't charge as much for their advertising. Again, that's that show, though, because it's catered to more to children. Right. They're the bigger market, so they're going to watch it. So the adults that appreciate the adult-themed right. shows go away because... You know, granted, you're going to buy the toy, but you're not going to buy the toy for yourself. Right. You know, you're going to buy the toy for the kid. So that's where right. we're going to make our money. But yeah, but if you're, if you're a smart parent, you just kind of make sure your kid's busy that half hour and don't DVR it. Yeah, like, cause kids, <laughs> because granted, kids aren't stupid, but they do have a short attention span. If you give them something that will occupy that time, right. that they rather do more, yeah. then they're going to forget watching that show. Right. So, I mean, like, maybe spend the half hour playing a video game with your kid. Right. You know, like his favorite video game, so you can get your ass kicked for like a half hour. You know, <laughs> take the hit to kind of hurt the show. You know? <laughs> well, most kids today would be 20 seconds, not a half hour. Well, you know, so. All right, so what else is news? Next, why PayPal co-founder says Avatar helped kill the tech we need. Wait, what? Wait, what? Okay, you're going to have to kind of. What did James Cameron do? <laughs> what did he do? Tell us. Is the biggest threat of the future of tech industry, James Cameron? I, I can tell you that, yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe really? not the biggest threat. Okay, hold on. Hey. Uh, yeah, he is. I got two words. Titanic 3D. <laughs> Titanic 3D. Did you really need to see that movie in 3D? <laughs> Again? <laughs> Three hours? To watch the boat sink the last half hour in 3D? <laughs> Please. God. Anyway, go on. <laughs> No, I need a moment. No. Need a moment? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. I need for Sorry. Ouch. Yeah, well. <laughs> I guess I'm figuring you here on this. All right. Um, okay, maybe he's not the biggest threat, but one prominent tech mogul just complained very publicly that his industry is declining thanks to parts of the films like Avatar and The Matrix, which protect... Portray. Portray, thank you. Technology is destructive and dysfunctional. (laughs) All right. So this guy, okay, first of all, how old is Matrix at this point? It is 14 years old. 14 years old. Avatar at this point is already two years old? Uh, I think it's more than that now. It's uh, probably eight. Really? Maybe, no. 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 I saw my mom maybe, no, three or four I would guess. Yeah, I think four max. Okay. You got it on the shelf, don't you? Yeah. Damn you, Ed. <laughs> now we're going to have to wait while he pulls out Avatar from my shelf of DVDs. Oh, I don't even know where I have it. It's in alphabetical order? Yeah, I see, but I don't see the... Well, Ed, instead of uh, killing airtime... <laughs> yeah. Is, I, I just... Oh, sent, oh, wait a minute. Here we, go. we go. No, no, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> go ahead, continue. I just on. wanted to say, since we're talking about older movies and things of the past... I just saw Highlander Endgame recently. Did you? As you and Sean always get frustrated with me, I tear movies apart. Yes. And this movie... 2009, by the way. 2009. Four years old. All right. Well, just just to finish my filler before yeah, Sean yeah. gets his seat. Yeah. 
This movie has excessive flashbacks throughout the whole movie. That's yeah. irritating. Right. It breaks the rules of not only the original movie series, uh-huh. but also of the TV series. Yeah. Okay. And it has silly scenes that make totally no sense. But I have a confession to make. Yeah. I really enjoyed watching it after all these years. Really? No, and and usually these, this is what kills me with those kind of things. <laughs> Slow your the roll. <laughs> I'm filming at the base because I actually have stuff about that guy. Yeah, I, I, no, I, no, but no, I don't know I what st- it is. Because, I want to give my speak first. Before. Because usually that stuff really puts me in a bad mood and makes me want to throw the remote control through the TV. <laughs> and after it's been about 11 years since I last seen it, yeah. I watched it from beginning to end. And even though it had things that irritated me, I was entertained. <laughs> and I, I just, I, I don't understand. I got in a fight with your wife about Highlander and Game. When we saw in the theater. Okay, I, I just make sure we're all talking okay. about the same Highlander first. We're talking about the one where Duncan McCloud meets Connor McCloud. Yes. Like, well, then, not meet, but well, they, they get together okay. for the last I just, battle. I yeah. just want to clarify yeah. because I actually get. Now go. go. What was your <laughs> argument? No, I just remember you enjoyed it back in 2001, I think it was, when it was released. Right. And I said, what are you, an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst piece of crap I've ever seen in my life. I I was a big fan of Highlander. I didn't watch the show religiously like Sean has. I right? had the whole set on DVD. Right. Uh, yeah. But I did watch the shows, and I did enjoy it when, it, mm-hmm. when I did get to see it. But the, the, but the, the point I was trying to make is the fact is, is that... It was so far gone from the first three movies. I was just and like, the series and, and the series. And it broke, like, it broke the like, rules of both. I'm like, I'm like, what the hell was this? But now here, right. now this is where I have to jump in because now I have to ask you, which version did you two see? Because there's two versions of that movie. I saw both versions. Okay, because the because when that movie was released, I I'll be honest, I had a bootleg. I saw a bootleg of it. Yeah, and it was the I guess the first cut of the movie. Yeah. Where it it ended up in like a like a like a kind of like an industrial town like right. a like building, and I loved it. I thought it was great. Well, that was the thing. What was that was when we first met, right? Because I was like, we were talking about Highlander, and he's like, "Oh, I love Highlander," blah, blah, blah. and he went crazy over the show and you know the the whole of the movies. And I'm like, that last movie sucked. And he goes, really? He goes, I got a bootleg. It was awesome. And I'm like, well, here's the theatrical release. I threw it down. He goes, yeah, that did suck. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that did suck. Here's the bootleg. And I handed it to him. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, why didn't they release that one in the theater? And I was like, I know. <laughs> and that's when Geekster was born. <laughs> but anyway, it was just filled with things that normally would get under my skin. Yeah. And I was just filling in time. But now Sean's been for about four minutes now but I just wanted to throw it out there hey something works about that movie and if you go to Highlander 5 the source that's just a mess I haven't yeah, watched it what a hot turd that is yeah it was supposed to, now here's the problem is it's supposed to be it was designed to be number one of a trilogy mm-hmm. so because it didn't and it was like a direct DVD Trilogy that was going to be released, and I don't think that I don't. Yeah, think I think this... it was exclusive to the Sci-Fi Channel. So right, and, it released, and yeah, they aired it once on Sci-Fi just because before Adrian it came out Ball on DVD. Was right, on contract with another show that was running on Sci-Fi. Uh, so. War of the Worlds, I think it might have been. Yeah, because he was on that show for a while. War of the Worlds. Yeah. So I, it kind of was like because the sales were not were shit on that on that source movie mm-hmm. that they just went we're not going to make the other two movies forget. So mm-hmm. you're kind of left with this because it was like a post-apocalyptic Mad Max thing, and I'm going. 
what the hell's going on? And I would I assume that you're left, it's designed to be kind of confused, uh-huh. and that the other two movies will kind of fill in the gaps of what actually happened because Highlander is known for its flashbacks. Uh-huh. So why not have like the part two be kind of like, this is how the world came to be? But you're not. You're kind of left with this whole like, wait, what's going on? And you're supposed to find the source of all immortality. But please just don't let them be aliens. That's all I can think. And I was like, don't let them be aliens. Just don't let them be aliens. <laughs> now, do you guys know? Of course, you know that they did a, a short TV show. You showed me that one years ago. Remember that? The Highlander series show, the cartoon, the anime. Oh, the cartoon. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. And, and then, then and then a couple of years after that, I think it was around 2004, uh, they had like a Japanese anime Highlander. Yeah, I have that one on DVD. I watched that one. But that was horrible. The one you're talking about, it was like uh, Thundar's uh, Sun Sword. Yes. Was, yeah, it was a goofy kid show kind of. Yeah, right? it, was, it was deep it, in the future, it, and it was another McCloud. Yeah, wasn't it, 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 was, it was still Sean Connery's character kind of teaching him the way. The mirrors, yeah, yeah, coming yeah. back, yeah. Yeah, it was like, whew. But then uh, they also had the other TV, the spinoff TV show with the, the girl. Raven. Uh, Raven. Raven. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought I was like, all right, it's not bad, but it was like, it just didn't have that. It didn't have that Highlander didn't feel have that too. Duncan McCloud and the Camel Couch. <laughs> there can be only one. <laughs> but now, he, now, but now that they're rebooting the movie, supposedly Ryan Reynolds gag. I know you don't like him, but I love the guy. I'm sorry. I, there's nothing he can do. I mean, Green Lantern isn't his fault. I would prefer John Ritter, and he's dead. Yeah, well, you get his kid. Highlander? Yeah. Get his kid. His kid's an actor. What? <laughs> come, and wait, 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 wait. come and knock on our door. That that would be a more appropriate McCloud than uh, Ryan see him, Reynolds. See him tripping over sofas. John Ritter as Connor McCloud. As, as one, what, is he playing Connor or is he going to be a completely different McCloud? Like well, I imagine Paul they're was. redoing the whole thing. They're do, they're going back to Connor. Well, they uh, could do it. But if they do Connor, I mean, they could do it. The only problem is that Ryan Reynolds doesn't really have the the Scottish background, <laughs> so it'd be kind of kind of difficult to have him be Connor McCloud if you don't have at least somewhat of an accent, or if you and, don't have any kind of acting range. Like... I, again, I got again personal <laughs> preference. I've not. I've I, enjoyed see, every movie he's been in. See, I, I'm indifferent about Ryan Reynolds. I'm not saying like, oh yeah, he's going to be perfect for it. But again, like I, I always see him as that that one liner snippety, he, he cracking jokes put this kind way. of thing. If this was an if we were back in the eighties, mm-hmm. you'd probably love him because he is that standard. I do something, I make a joke about it. Right. You know that kind of concept, like the the Schwarzenegger films of the eighties or the Stallone episodes, where it's like, or even Die Hard. Welcome to the party, pal. Woohoo! You know, I think that if they were tailor made movies like that. Mm-hmm. He'd probably be even more popular as far as fan base goes. More people would like him. Like people want to slam him for Green Lantern. My argument is that he's just an actor playing a role. It's the writing and the directing that kind of gives him the fuel to what you want. I didn't. I didn't like the scene in Green Lantern when he was standing there because he wanted to beat the machine. That he flew the jet and he crash landed the jet basically right. so he could beat the the scenario of what it was happening. He still was like that that one liner, like cracking a joke, and it was just like that is not Hal Jordan at all, like kind yeah. of thing. Like the, he's not that kind of like yeah. And Highlander fun of this. was made in the eighties with the King of One Liners, but Highlander was never that type of movie. No, it wasn't because it was taken very serious, like an act, it was taken like an action adventure movie. I right. mean, and it was right. so different from its kind back then. No one 
that movie stands out as a, a total 100% so, I original. Mean, if Ryan Reynolds does it in a serious manner, they take this as a serious movie, and he does a good job, then, well, you know... Like a serious action movie. Let's right. not just go, like, all of a sudden, it's, it's two guys. It's drama. Who, you know, you can't have... Dalton Abbey, you, Highlander style. I love Highlander, so I hope my bad feeling with Ryan Reynolds is just a bad feeling. I hope he does well, because... I don't want the credits to start rolling at the end, and I'm cursing at the screen. <laughs> you know, I want to enjoy well, it. Well, now, actually, I'll see now, I'm in a position where they just announced who's going to play The Crow. Yeah. You know, they're rebooting The Crow. Mm -hmm. And I don't know his name, but he's going to be in The Fast and Furious 6. He was also the bad guy in another movie, and I'm just like, oh, why, why, why? Because that movie holds so many personal memories to me. Mm -hmm. To reboot it just almost seems like a, a like a breaking the laws of nature. Yeah, like a right. slap in the face. <clears throat> exactly. You know, right. they've had other movie, other Crow movies after the Brandon Lee version, so why not just do that rather than have him be Eric Draven? Why taint something that has been so loved and so great to try to kind of, whoa, we're going to modernize it. Woo. Yeah. I still can't get the taste out of my mouth from Eddie Furlong playing the Crow in, what was it, the Crow 4? 4, yeah. Oh, what a hot mess that was. It, but you know what? Again, it was a great hot mess because it was the first time you got to see David Boreanaz be like a bad guy. I was like, oh. I went in with that movie going, this is going to be a piece of shit. Sit down, strap it, and just enjoy it for the crap that it is. And it was gloriously bad. Mm -hmm. Like like when you saw like the Crow City of Angels, I was like, oh, sequel going to Crow, woohoo. And I was just like, oh. Like it turned into some S and M gore fest, and I was like, I think I need a shower, you know. <laughs> but then the th I thought the third one was not not bad. With Eric Morbius, yeah. yeah, Eric Mobius, I think his name is. He was actually pretty good. I like that one. Then when the fourth one, Eddie Furlong came, I was like, really? The kid from Terminator Two is going to be? I thought I was kind of hoping for David Boreanaz, right? But then when it turns out to be Eddie Furlong, I was like, really? Him, like oh Christ, with Tara Reid no less. Oh shit! Like let's just—it's gonna be crap. Just have fun with it. Well, since it was my fault for turning around the subject line, I will try to turn it back. <laughs> you, so anyway, you went on Ed Shelf. Avatar came out in two thousand two thousand and nine. Right. So now this guy's bitching about what's he saying? <laughs> He's saying that the Matrix and Avatar show uh, technology in a bad light in terms of, like, it's destructive. It's not, like, helping us in technology-wise. Well, 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 yeah, it is. All technology is bad. Don't you know that? <laughs> like, and this is coming from the guy who created PayPal. <laughs> the, he uses technology to get paid. Yeah. Right. And, and now he became it's, a millionaire off of it. And now it's somehow bad? All right, go on, Ed. Well, no, he's bitching that <laughs> these movie companies are painting technology in a bad light. He wants his money bag to gotcha. be portrayed in a good light. Right. Yeah. And, oh, James Cameron, well, see, you're making technology seem so evil. I also right. heard, too, like the rumor in around the world, like if you're a conspiracy nut, uh, that there's more advanced technology out there mm -hmm. that they're actually held, they actually hold it back from us. So that way, it's not like this big, like people are saying that we should be in the flying car era, mm -hmm. but we're not because the government's trying to hold us back to, you know, basically force feed us what they want us. Again, if you believe that kind of crap. Well, that's not really, but basically what it is is that like uh, militaries, because of wars and uh, actually skirmishes, not really wars because they're anymore, cause not really any more wars, it's just more of a, of a fight, you know, in a country. Uh, but they have better technology today 
than they did like 10 years ago. Right. And we just don't see it because it's not commercially viable because they don't want to have the commercial viability leach on to it and, and be used because they don't want to have people have that technology in their hands. And yeah, they don't want the enemy to buy the shit on either. Right. right. And, then, and then use it against our government's forces. So that's why they're kind of, you know. So eventually we're going to see this technology. It's not like they're always going to hold it and we're never going to see it. Eventually we do. Like the cell phone technology. Well, cell phone's a bad example. But like uh, the internet, that was right. one of the ones that governments used for a long time. Um, the 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 microwave, right? Uh, just you know, there's there's a long list. I'm not going to go through them all because Thank I you. can't think of them all off the top of my head anyway. <laughs> so, but it's it's one of the things that there is advancements out there in government technology, and I've seen a little bit of here and there type of thing because I do some government contracting for my job, and it's going to be pretty cool when we get it. But it's just we're not going to see it in ten years. Okay, so then, Mister Futurist, when will we see it? Because I don't want to be dead. <laughs> I can't say because the government won't say like, oh, we're going to release this in twenty thirty, right. you know, kind of thing. You just don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of sometimes I think I was born in the wrong era because I'm like because we were walking out of Iron Man three and it was just something that was going on. I was like, man, I kind of feel like yeah, I feel like we're I'm, I was I was born too early because <laughs> I love technology so much. I would have rather I've rather been an adult like around the the late seventies back you know when technology was new. I mean, you just because you could come up with a crazy idea, and as long as you could figure out how to get it to work, I mean, you can make millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's sure. It's a lot tougher than it is now because there's so much technology out there. And sure, but are, I'm the kind of guy like I, I'm. Where my thing is, I'd rather be like my nephew. He's three. He's never going to know a time before the internet. He's right. never going to know a time before cable. We used to have three, four channels. Right. So now you have three, four TVs, yeah. right? So to me, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> you know, like big screen, a big screen TV was almost unheard of, right? Growing up, you yeah. know, we still find You'd be a color. multi-millionaire for something like that, right? You know? Exactly. I remember when Sony's biggest screen without going projection was 26 inches. I just, I just recently picked up a 27 inch monitor for my computer. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is huge. You think it's huge, but I used to have it used to be attached to a 24 inch high def TV. And I put them side by side because of the the way the TV was designed. Mm-hmm. It actually was bigger than the twenty seven inch monitor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so when I was looking at the twenty seven inch monitor, I'm just going, oh, it, it doesn't even register. It actually feels smaller because of what I'm so used to looking at. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, why couldn't this stuff be around earlier? Like I just love that technology. I just look at my hands around and go, let me play with it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Okay, well, so so this guy is basically saying that because these movies have painted a future of computer bad, right? That's it. Pretty much. We'll let you read the full article when we uh, post, we post it, it on Facebook page. Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think we should move on to the next. Yeah, topic. what's next? <laughs> so this is Disney's master plan for future Star video games. Oh, yeah. kind of like a follow-up to our other episode where yeah. we talked about the, the the destruction of LucasArts. That's right. Okay, so how, okay, now, before we start the article, you remember what I said that they were probably going to do? No. Uh, yes, I did. Would but like, why don't you say it? Would you like, so since Dave probably didn't hear my theory yeah. behind it, was but that... But they were going to come out with another game. Well, no, no, no. More like the reason why they, just, they got rid of LucasArts is because they can now do it either in-house mm-hmm. or send it off to like another company and say okay well you're going to put up, you're going to pay us for the licensing fee and that way we're going to get paid so it's up to you whether to make the game successful or not 
the game's successful or not, we get a percentage of it, so we both win. If, if no one buys the game, you're out the money because you're the ones who created it. Mm. All we did was you already paid us the licensing rights. So it's a win-win situation for them either way. Mm. So that's kind of like was my reasoning since I was doing the house. Your theory is sound. Yes! <laughs> After snatching up Star Wars franchise, didn't, Disney did not waste any time shutting down Lucas' old animation and video game development divisions. Now we know at last that what they're really doing in the gaming front. The company announced a partnership with Electronic Arts today, oh, which includes ex- an exclusive deal for the shit. company to develop and punish new Star Wars video games. God I, damn it. You know what? Okay, the only thing EA is good at making is sports, is, is sports games. Any yeah. other games that I've had that are EA related just are so crappy. Yeah, even like their car racing games are over technical. <coughs> like it's like this isn't fun to play. I'm a big Tiger Woods fan for mm-hmm. the video game. So like it's what's neat about it is they have their sports network like online. I actually uploaded a side picture of my head and a front picture of my head, mm-hmm. and they'll 3D render your face for the your character for the golf. Mm-hmm. So there I am, me as a golf guy on the green, going book <laughs> four. But it looks pretty bad because I'm like, okay, you know what? Put some glasses on me, and it looks almost like me. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously I keep myself thinner because you know, <laughs> it is a fantasy game. <laughs> But I mean, it, it passes for me pretty good. Yeah. So, but but other than that, like a lot of their other games really do fall short. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens with the Star Wars games. See what they do. I mean, of course, they they might hire a lot of the uh, LucasArts teams, and you know, might the you know get those divisions going, based you know just because they're not going to have enough time to do you know Madden, fourteen and NHL fifteen. Yeah. And, you know, and so on and so on. And yeah. So well, we'll see. So. Well, I wish him the best of luck. Yeah. Because we need it. Because we want a good video game. <laughs> yeah, it's about time they come up with some decent Star Wars video games. All right, so what's next, Ed? Next, I have some sad news. Ray Harryhausen has passed away today. Yeah. How old was he? He was... 92, it looks 92, like. 92, yes. There you go. Yeah. Uh, for those people who don't know, we'll go around the room. I know who he is. Ed? I know who he is. Dave? Well, you guys explained it to me before the show. <laughs> okay. Before that, did you know who he was? No. Okay. okay. And fair. Fair enough, because a lot of people don't really, wasn't like a huge, kind of a huge name, but only if you were into science, if you were into special effects, like knowing who did what. He he basically revolutionized the stop animation, basically special effects. Mm-hmm. Like if it wasn't for Ray Harryhausen, movies like, Empire Strikes Back when you see the Tauntaun mm-hmm. it really wasn't him doing but it, it his work in the inspired past that. inspired that kind of filmmaking especially with um, Nightmare Before Christmas stop motion animation he kind of laid the groundwork for I mean in movies like Jason and the Argonauts you know um, Clash of the Titans too is another big one too the whole um, Pegasus the Kraken the Owl whatever his name was mm-hmm. What was the owl's name? Just the owl. Just the owl? Yeah. Was it, he didn't have a name? No. I thought he had a name. Did he? I don't I'll have to watch I, Clash I'm of the Titans. one going, did he have a name? Did he? What do, you, do you always answer a question with a question? I try to. <laughs> Gets me out of a lot of conversations. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know the answer to. <laughs> I think, actually, Clash of the Titans might have been his last movie that he worked on. Like, yes. his own hands. Yes. Yeah, that was... The, I mean, the, the list of movies is, of course, Mighty Joe Young in 1949... It came, it came from beneath the sea in 1955, 20 million miles to Earth in 1957, Mysterious Island in 1961, 
one million years BC, nineteen sixty six. Oh, that's the uh, Raquel Welsh uh, movie. Yes. Oh, I love that poster. The Valley of the Guag in nineteen sixty nine. And he did three adventures of Sinbad. They don't really mention who it is. And then, of course, his last film, which was Clash of the Titans in 1981. They don't mention Jason and the Argonauts? Oh, yes. And they did the skeleton selection in Jason and the Argonauts. In 63. right. The one that Sinbad, Sinbad and the Eye of the, Eye of the Tiger. Mm-hmm. That was, that was my favorite one. That and Jason and the Argonauts were like my two favorite movies growing up. Because it was on like the Saturday afternoon movie. Right. So I was always glued because, you know, and I was in that age because like the... Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger had a hot chick in it, so I was a, I was like a kid and I was like, she's pretty, and she had like a like a painted eye on her forehead, mm-hmm. you know. But it was such good movies. I mean, so if if you haven't seen those movies, go go see them. You've already mentioned a couple of them. Yeah, you know, you know. I mean, ninety two, that's a damn good run. That's yeah. a good contract. Yeah, it is. Did he do anything after Clash of the Titans? No, no. But they did go on saying that uh, Ray influences uh, today were, of course, uh, Steven Spielberg, James Cameron, Peter Jackson, George Lucas, John Landis, and the UK's Nick Park. Yeah. I mean, if this if it wasn't for him, there probably would not be stop animation film today. Like Nightmare Before Christmas probably never would have been, or would have been done in a completely different way. Right. And also, in a way, I mean, if you think about it, modern movies like Pixar owe a lot to him too because it is basically having a wireframe in their computer and them just moving the 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 So you have characters. to use the same logic even yeah. though it's computer instead yeah, of it's computer it's, it's still yeah. yeah it's instead of claim claymation kind of character it's a digital character where you actually have to move the arm in certain spots and then let the computer program kind of fill in the gaps mm. but it's still that Position here, position there, and that's kind of what he formatted. You know, so he he was a visionary, and he'll be missed. Yes. So what else we got there, Ed? What else we got? Well, now we're into what I call our next segue. So these stories are going to lead up to our next conversation, but why Chinese fans are not happy with extra Iron Man 3 footage. Ooh. (laughs) Before we go there that way since we are talking Marvel characters yes what about this arc about the three superheroes joining Daredevil back at Marvel Studios I was going to get to that one but we'll go into that one now go with that one because we're going (laughs) folks today's episode is going to be kind of Iron Man heavy so I wanted to get all the bullshit out of the way first (laughs) bullshit so we can get right into the meat of (laughs) Iron Man 3 and I mean bullshit as in a fun way like hey it's all about bullshit woo so, who, what, what three characters? Just give me the three characters. Three characters are Ghost Rider, Punisher, and Blade. Blade, oh, Blade, okay. Along with Daredevil. Then along with Daredevil. So, the four of them are bound back in the Marvel Universe. Which is good and bad. Yes. I mean, you'll probably find more movies now that now that they have them that can make a, a, a new Ghost Rider movie. Because Nicolas Cage did say he was kind of out of the, the Ghost Rider game. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more like a hell protector. <laughs> oh, like oh wow! Uh, you know what though? Have you seen the second Ghost Rider? Only bits and pieces. There's this one scene where he is <laughs> picturing this guy, pitting this guy, and because he's trying to fight the demon back, mm-hmm. and you know exactly what scene I'm thought of. <laughs> Well, the the premise of the movie really is he wants he wants to separate himself from Ghost Rider. He doesn't want to be Ghost Rider anymore. Is mm-hmm. basically the the premise of the movie. Sure. So he has to save this kid, kid basically from this 
Basically, he's got to save a kid. Right. Mm. And so if he does this, this group is going to give him the ability to separate himself from Ghost Rider or actually have the demon of Ghost Rider gone mm-hmm. from him so he can live out his life as a normal human being. So he could pee without burning again. Right, exactly. right, exactly. Right. <laughs> but there's this one scene where he has this guy <laughs> pinned up against a wall and he's basically kind of threatening to the guy that you don't want the demon out. I don't want this demon to break out, so you don't want this demon to break out. And he's just he's scratching at the door. <laughs> Scratching at the door. <laughs> it is so bad. I think what we saw. I think I know. I laughed. I laughed hysterically. And then some other people. Because it's supposed to be like this creepy. Like he's breaking down, but he's so overacting, so bad that you just can't do anything but like love that scene for its <laughs> horribleness. When the show's done, I got there. It's got to be on YouTube somewhere because yeah. it's just like oh, it's scratching at the door. Oh. <laughs> It is so bad, but it's and he's not he's not overemphasizing it at all. Like, that's pretty much it. Jack Tripper as the Ghost Rider, exactly. Oh, it's so it's so gloriously bad. I love it. Uh, uh. Okay, so Blade, Ghost Rider, and who else was the other person? Punisher. Punisher. All right, maybe we'll get to see a decent Punisher movie because you know Thomas Finally. Jane. You know Thomas Jane really liked the parts. I mean, bring him back. Yeah. You know now they probably get a good script. You got that kind of eh, look in your face. Well, I mean, I like Thomas Jane as a Punisher. I thought he's he was better a very, than the other guy. Right. He's better than Ray Stevenson. Stevenson. Yes, but uh, better than Dolph Lundgren. I <laughs> kind of look. It's, Dolph. A, it's a close second. <laughs> <laughs> Dolph Lundgren was actually kind of good. I was just happy to see a Punisher character on screen. Right. Finally. <laughs> But, like, just because of the whole budgetary issues, because that's the thing, that's why it was in Tampa, not New York. The whole, you know, equate that movie to the Michael Keaton Batman. Because Jack Nicholson stole the show as the bad guy in that Batman movie, where I think John Travolta, being Howard Saint, stole the show compared to The Punisher. Okay, I, I, all right. I mean, well, I do have to admit, though, that having John Travolta's name attached to it did make it more... I think it made more money that way. Yeah. I think that if it wasn't for him, it was just some general actor. Right. Or some other... He, he did bring a lot of things to it. I, I will give it that, but... I like Thomas Jane as Punisher. I thought he was good. And he loved... No, I thought he was a good character. And I mean, I thought he was a good Punisher. But like I said, because of the... Being in Tampa versus New York, because, I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, everybody was upset about that. Right. And I was upset about that, because first, first I'm like... I really don't care. Like it's a Punisher movie. Right. Like how can you not like enjoy that? Again, it's it's a guy on screen. It's going to look. He's, it was, he's got the shirt. He's got the skull. Right. It's got it's got to look at that great revenge flick kind of feel right. to it, which was nice. But like I said, it's it wasn't in New York. It lost that kind of luster for it, and it just kind of fell apart. I mean, you know, I like I liked him as the actor, but I kind of respected him more as the person. When he refused to do the second movie, because he did actually honestly say, "I I, I can't do this to the fans or for the character." He's like, I, he's like, he walked away from that project because he still he was still training for it too. Yeah, I mean, like he was up until they gave him the script. I mean, he was ready to do it. He was ready to do the sequel. He was re- you know, he was doing more uh, uh, weapons training, more yeah. fighting, you know, uh, uh, classes, all those kind of things. To be a better Punisher for the next movie, and mm-hmm. I think what I'm going to do is, if you did, you see the the short film that he did, like the, I think it was like last year for the Comic Con. Yeah. Um, for those who haven't seen it, it is beautiful. I'm going to post it on our Geeksters page. Yeah. Because it oh, is, God, I'd like to see it. It is phenomenal. It, you didn't know what was going on. 
because you don't really know. You just see him as a guy. Right. And it's got Ron Perlman in it, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like he kicks his major ass and you're just like, what the hell's going on? Because no one knew what was, like, from from the audience reaction, like, no one knew it was, like, because he basically made a fan film. Mm. Yeah. And it was like, it was just like, oh, my God, if this if this could be the Punisher movie, it would kick ass. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I will definitely post it on Geeksters when, when you know, yeah. tonight. You know, or whenever you're listening, hit our Facebook page and you'll see the uh, the short. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> okay, so now let's go back to Iron Man. Why the Chinese are not happy with that extra footage. I don't even know what footage you're talking about. Yeah, because we didn't see it yet. One of the big mysteries surrounding Iron Man 3 has been those extra minutes that excluded to the Chinese cut. Exclusive to the Chinese cut? Exclusive. Yeah, I got to read better. <laughs> You want to read it? No, no, no. Go ahead. I just, you know, I just make sure because yeah, you can be my guest. What did you uh, say? What was the word you used? Versus exclusive because it was completely made completely different sentence. You can cut this I, out, maybe. I don't remember. I'm not gonna cut this out. I always get humiliated. I'm not used to it right now. Oh, okay, this coming from the guy who just admitted to the Jason Prissy story. I think I'm a little bit more humiliated than you are. So go ahead. Yeah, but it's not every week. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. So they're moving on. Yes, <laughs> but now finally, know that what U.S. and international fans didn't get to see, turns out they didn't miss much. Some of those early reviews are rolling in the Chinese version of the film. The fans are apparently pretty underwhelmed by those extra four minutes. So what? What's there? Product placement for the Chinese milk drink Gulai Du. <laughs> Yeah. And some scenes of every early viewers have essentially worthless, meant to pander to the fans of the country. Yeah, that, that, I actually kind of read a, a, a similar article to this. Yes. Yeah, so it's basically around... It, now, here it goes to say in the article that it, it, it revolves around two characters mm-hmm. um, that you don't really see in the movie mm-hmm. until the very... Like, I think you see one of the characters at the end of the movie because it's the doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we won't give you too much away because we'll get that later. Yeah, I, from what I heard, it was just basically kind of like an ad for an energy drink, milk, a milk energy drink. Yes. And that was kind of it. And everyone's like, who? But again, well, I guess we'll get back then. But what else? What other car you got? That's, that's what I'm going to ask. Uh, well, yeah. I also heard, too, that there was... Um, I mean, that's an, no news article you want? Well, I'm thinking about more like um, the hour and 15-minute footage. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm getting to that one. I'm just... Uh, oh, okay. Others, we wanted more of that article. Nah, I got to be honest. It was it basically, <laughs> from what I understand, it was just basically a commercial ad for... This energy milk, and everyone's yeah. like, "Like, why?" And literally, it was like, "What does Tony Stark drink when he's under? When he needs more power? When he needs power up? Blah blah blah." <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> well, I'm gonna actually jump to this next article, which is the rumors are true. There are two new Avengers you'll see in part two. Ooh, Ooh what? Yeah. What new Avengers? Well, it's going to be. I'm just gonna give you the names. It's going to be Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Oh, yes. That's good for you. Know who Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are? Nope. They are Magneto's kids. Yes. Huh. Yes. Wow. That that's in the comic world is kind of like a, a nice storyline mm-hmm. to add the two of them because that you can go anywhere with them because now that intermix um, Avengers and X Men together. Yeah. Because Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are both mutants. One well, obviously runs. He's their version of the Flash. 
And Scarlet Witch is kind of like, eh, there's no really... Huntress? I, I was thinking more Zantana because with the magic. Yeah, that's true. You know, she's, yeah. she, her, she's the ability to manipulate magic, but recently she kind of snapped and is able to alter reality because mm. she was the reason why in the, in the Marvel Universe that there's not many mutants left because she one day went, no more mutants, and boom, there was like 200 mutants left in the whole world. And that started the whole... How they brought hope in, and right. oh, the whole whole timeline. We could do a whole show on that. Just, mm. but having the two of them in is a nice, nice bounce off point because they were both Avengers. Mm. Even though Magneto was a bad guy, they were initially bad guys in X Men, but mm. then they kind of turned because Dad wound up being you know Magneto, so eventually he's going to go bad, and they kind of like eh, we'll come part of the Avengers, you know, right. kind of thing. But it does kind of give to like maybe a potential X Men Avengers crossover. Yeah. Um, you can also do or like the Avengers vs X Men crossover. Right, because that just came out this past year, uh, about a year ago. Now, yeah. like at, the, at this point, uh, well, the, the trade paperback of all twelve issues came out just yeah. recently. So there's that. You, you can have the Avengers vs the X Men, like see Wolverine go head toe to toe against Iron Man, right? Or you know, Magneto Cyclops going against uh, Captain America. Yeah. So it kind of leads. Eh, not bad. It's yeah. kind of an interesting uh, little. Because everyone was thinking, okay, maybe Hank Prim because of Ant-Man. Right. You know, maybe like a Nova thing with the Guardians of the Galaxy. But all right, uh, interesting. Let's see where they go with that. Okay, next on our list, I'll go to this one first real quick, is uh, uh, this kid built his own hyper-realistic Iron Man suit out of foam. Oh, so you mean it wasn't that Fios commercial? <laughs> <laughs> the Iron Man suit isn't just for billion, billionaire playboy thramp. Philanthropist? Thank you. Anymore. 17-year-old Archie Whitehead was convinced that he had a way to make the Iron Man suit of his own without having to spend a fortune that he didn't have. He heard of someone making a suit out of fiberglass, but what that would be way too costly. Whitehead knew people that were making Master Chief out from Halo costume out of foam, and he thought to himself, why can't I make a suit out of that? So he made a suit out of foam that was very realistic. I'll, we'll have, again, we'll post pictures on Facebook of how it looks. It looks oh, pretty yeah? spot on. He, what he did was he watched the original Iron Man movie over and over again and basically detailed out oh. every angle of the suit and then make basically cut it out of foam, made the, 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 the moldings, and then Would made the suit. But it looks, I mean... How old is this kid? 17. Okay. I would like to sit down with this kid and go, you know, there's a thing called the pause button. <laughs> you didn't have to watch a movie over and over again. You could have just went. Well, how many pause. times did you watch Iron Man? I've seen Iron the first Iron Man maybe four, maybe five times. Okay. I mean, I, enough to kind of go, but not enough times to go. Let me recreate the suit. I'm mean, granted, I'd give him major props, but I mean, if he's seen the movie over a hundred times, he could have just cut that down by at least half by just hitting the pause button. <laughs> Especially well, in DVD. I mean, I'm sure he paused it you know, like to, <laughs> to get detailed lining of the legs and, and all that Scene skip. And right, I'm sure yeah. he's... Frame sure by he's, frame. Or uh, what do you call it? Just go on the internet and look up, you know, Iron Man suit schematics. I'm sure Marvel probably <laughs> did something like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they, they probably wrote, drew a thing and, they, you know, it's out in the comic book shops now. And so. Kid's actually a moron. I'm not impressed at all. Screw them. I'm impressed because that was always my thing. Like, I love You want like to be Iron Man? No, because... <laughs> There was a, a, a Powerball drawing. It was like going to be like a half a billion dollars. Right. I don't know if you remember that or not. It was like yeah, a couple sure. years ago. And everybody would ask, like, what would you do with, with, the, with your money? And I'm like, that's easy. I'd build the Iron Man suit. And they're like, like what, out of foam, out of plastic? I'm like, no, the real thing. 
I'm like, I'm like, think of the headline. Idiot billionaire kills himself. Okay, well, you got half of that, right? More like the idiot part. <laughs> idiot half a billionaire kills himself in Iron Man, so he thinks he can fly, you know? Something like that, you know? It's just like... Oh, Shannon, I need to, I need to dwell into this. Yeah. So, out of half a million, half a billion dollars... Yeah. Where would you come up with the idea to create this Iron Man suit? Like, the propulsion units and stuff like that. Yeah, like, where would the fuel go? Like, in a movie, it's fantasy. But where does yeah, all that I mean, fuel go for because those that rockets whole, to work? And that, the lasers and... I didn't the, think this all the way out. That whole thing in his chest is, a, is an unknown element that he, you know... Fa- you know that, like, I, didn't, I didn't say it was going to fly. I was just saying, like... <laughs> I was saying functional. <laughs> yeah, well, functional, functional as far as light up palms and a big chest plate. <laughs> Wait, folks, here comes Iron Man. Clank, 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 clank. He's walking. Clank, 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 clank. <laughs> I hope you don't get a diarrhea attack wearing that thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was made out of real metal it, and stuff. It would have like a picture of ejector off. or something like that. <laughs> Sitting there. Stop. Sit it. Stop. Thief. <coughs> Farted. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if I actually did it, it would have been badass. So shut up. <laughs> sure it would, Ed. Sure it would. I, you know, my standard. If I wouldn't have a uh, five hundred million dollars, mine was easily standard issue. I would love to go in the news just so I can say this line. Sean, what are you going to do with the five hundred million dollars? Coke and horse, and then walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and of course, I mean, after a while, I mean, there's, there's so much money. It's like you, you, you can't be practical anymore. I mean, especially that kind of money. I mean, of course, you you pay your bills off and you help your friends out and your family out, you know, with money and sure. you donate a little to charity, you know, kind of thing. Oh, okay, let's stop right there. I never once yeah. the charity aspect yeah. never came into you know, play. I mean, my idea, of, honestly, my my legitimate reason would be pay bills. But I always figure buy an apartment complex. Yeah. And then for like the top, like to have like the penthouse and knock down all the walls in that in that thing, so it'd be like one big giant pad. Yeah. And then you know have other normal people rent hotels, so I'm constantly rooms, so I'm constantly making money. Yeah. But on my own, I have my own big huge bachelor pad kind of thing because I am single. But right. you know, but have like the video game room where it's like a hundred hundred inch screen TV. Whoop, 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 whoop. I even went as far as to say, all right, pay off my friends' mortgages. Right, so, you know, or yeah, if it, the stuff I would do, you know, and then I would give like, like to me, the charities would be like the MS Society because my sister has MS. Okay, so that that would, you know, I'm not going to give it to the church. I uh, maybe I would put some money for breast cancer. Yeah, stuff, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that, like important things, and then and yeah, the important things like boobs. Yeah, <laughs> but then it's just like after a while, you're like. You know, and then of course you would do like I mean I would do that too. I'd be like I would invest in something that would make return money. But then after a while, like I would so finance a like a like a like you got a superhero movie? I'll finance it. Here you go. That's that was my idea Here's too. A- like like you know like oh well, I'll find a Marvel character. Nobody you know it's like oh it's popular enough, but nobody's made a movie of it. Let's do that and like get that you know out the door, and it's going to make half a billion dollars again. So yeah. now you're getting even more money. So it's like well after a while, what do you do? Like you know you get to a point where it's just like. I'm gonna tinker and make an Iron Man suit. You know, like I'm just gonna I'm gonna figure out a way <laughs> to see Ed and a thicker thicker thing hammering away. <laughs> it would cost a fraction of the amount of money. I would just want a really good comic true Batman suit. Yeah, there you go. I mean, you, you know, know I mean, and it would it wouldn't cost nearly as much as your Iron Man suit, but, but to the, me, none of the Batman like, outfits 
But then, like, well, look if, like the comics. What if I could do have an energy source that would be like almost unlimited, or to a point where it goes for several days, and then it's like I could tell it to the army, or I could tell it to the military as a as a uh, as a super suit. Yeah, I'm sure I, they're working on. Stuff. And, and I would agree, but I would have to. Here's my here's the only monkey wrench into that problem. Right. If you you have the money, five hundred million dollars, uh-huh. but if you had the idea for an alternate energy source, why aren't you working on it now? Because I don't have the five hundred million dollars. You don't even have the idea of how to even start. <laughs> I have the money. Give me, oh, give so, me a million dollars and I'll start. So someone hands you a check for five hundred million dollars. You go. I know how to make clean energy. Like just add it like that. I'll, I'll work on it. I'll, I'll, I'll invest some of my money to, to come up with a, a, a reliable uh, clean energy source. Oh, because I thought it was just like your idea. Like oh, I'm going to make a suit that flies and blah blah blah. But you need to have the whole engineering degree behind you to be able to do propulsion and stuff. Or you just going to well, pay? Well, he'll be a billionaire. Well, he'll pay know, people. I was going to say, was like, you're just going to pay somebody? Well, no. It's just the thing is, is that like a lot of lot of things in my life, people always said I can't do stuff. I'm sitting here with you doing a podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know. There's there's been other things that people said I couldn't do. I'm a, I became a programmer, I became a you know system analyst. You know I've 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 done all those things. You know kind of thing. So it's like I, you know I would say you know what? that's great because if you think about it, even Batman himself has, doesn't create anything. He has a whole R and D department from Wayne Industries, right? That comes up with the ideas. Yeah, but I mean it's just like you know I can I can design things and work things out. I mean you know granted if I don't have an engineering degree. All right, I'm going to crack open a, an engineering book and, and read engineering. Sure, you know, up because that's what I usually do. I do research, figure things out. You know, and the, you know why do I have to spend four years of, uh, or seven years of college or how many years it takes? To- what I can buy this twenty dollar engineering engineering for dummies book. Right. <laughs> flip, 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 flip. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, we'll go that that way, but it means something similar to it. But it's just sure, one of those type right? of things that you know, it's just like you know, like it's like I got all this time in my hands. Why not? That's uh, a good point. You could, mean, after a while, you 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 know you'd be like you go through a ton of coke, you go through a ton of whores. You'd probably be like, I'm getting kind of bored of this. What else is out there? Oh, I'll play every video game that was ever made. See, okay. all right. Which honestly, I'd probably travel the world. There are sites I've never seen that I probably want to do. I wouldn't be locked in a basement creating it. Like I wouldn't just constantly be be in a basement playing video games my entire life. Yeah. As much fun as that is. I mean, I would like to travel the world and see certain spots in the world that I've never, that I don't right. think would be feasible in my in my time at the moment. You know, not saying that tomorrow I might win like a gazillion bucks, but like I'm flying a woo. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, it's also making a mark on mankind in terms of like you know, I mean, the suit, the suit can you know do things sure. that you know can better mankind. Maybe. Hey, look, we're making a mark right now. Somebody, look, we just got a new num- we we got new numbers in. Norway. Nor- we got no, we got we got Norway. Norway. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we got somebody in Norway that that downloaded. So those that person listening in Norway, I want to say this is Sean. Thank you very much, and we hope you keep listening and tell your friends all about us. Yes. Big love. Either laugh with us or laugh at us. Either way, just keep on laughing. Just keep laughing. So I mean, so in a way, we are kind of making our mark in the world, right? So yeah, so they're a little bit proud of, yeah. You know? So I mean, okay, you you go for that flying suit, buddy. You know, you never know. I mean, yeah, I could fail at it miserably. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Or I could succeed. Why not? Just keep trying it. If I have if I have the money and the resource to do it, why not? I agree. Go ahead. Good for you. Screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking my news and going home. Look at the crazy bearded man trying to fly. <laughs> I can't grow a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that'll be on the quiz later. 
<laughs> Who cannot grow beard? Okay, what else? Are we? Okay, and now. finally. Oh, oh good. Well, to go back. No, you know what? Let's go finally because we can bring up the news article of the the hour and 15 minutes of footage that's cut out of Iron Man That's 3. my final article. So, okay, so what's the next news article? And finally, we have Iron Man 3 director cut an hour and 15 minutes of footage. Ooh. What is in that hour and 15 minutes? There's some potential good news for the Iron, Me- Iron Man 3 fans when it comes to the DVD and Blu-ray release. There'll be some potential good news for the Iron Man 3 fans when it becomes available on Blu-ray and DVD. Some directors wind up using pretty much all the footage they shoot in the movie's theatrical release, which doesn't leave much left over for extended versions or deleted clips selection of the DVD release. However, it looks like the lack of unused footage won't be a problem for the Iron Man 3, as director Shane Black has revealed that there was a f- the first assembled cut of Iron Man 3 was over three hours long. In fact, Shane Black cut almost the whole movie. Okay. So... So there's a quote here. It says that he, the movie came in as assembly at three hours and 15 minutes and ended up being 159 something. Yes. Uh, we cut an hour and 15 minutes worth of footage. Picture st- sitting still for an hour and 15 minutes. That's a movie. We lost a movie out of the movie. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know how we did it. And that's a miracle. So it's a leap of faith. I never believed we could have cut it down. We still made sense. Wouldn't it be cool if Disney released the entire three hours and 15 minute version on DVD or Blu-ray? Uh, well, let's go into the <laughs> the review All of right. Iron Man 3. Because uh, the three of us did actually see the movie. Ed, yes. and, I, Ed and I saw it Thursday pre- night. Thursday night, a premiere night. Yes. Then I saw it again Sunday, and you saw, I it, saw it last night. Last night, so we're all it's still kind of fresh in our memories here, mm-hmm. without giving spoilers, obviously, because we try to be spoiler free here on the yes. show. When I'll just go around the table here, Dave, what did you, what was your initial reaction when you left that movie theater? Disappointed. All right, Ed. I felt that there was something missing. I f- agree with both of you. Anyway. I was a little disappointed, but I also felt like the reason why my disappointment was there was because. It felt like something was missing. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that hour and 15 has something in there. Right. Like, for me, I felt like while it was nice to see Iron Man back on the screen, yes, some of the things just didn't sit well. Like, <clears throat> again, without going into spoilers, the Mandarin character I felt was hurtful. Yes. And now keep in mind, I personally have only read Iron Man a little bit. Okay. So my experiences come from the movie. I do know the extent of the mandarin's character or role in the iron man comic books yeah so what's your familiarity with iron man as a character in, in comic books well like again like i probably less read less than you have okay <laughs> comic book i have read a few issues it just to me was it was kind of like i said it was just felt like just missing something for the whole thing you're just kind of like i was kind of looking at like even the bigger picture where it was going to be part of the uh, phase two of the uh, whole Avengers, and I felt like whatever is supposed to be the key point that's supposed to connect all the movies together, I didn't see it. I, m- I must have missed it. You know, I'm thinking maybe I have to rewatch it just to see. Kind of like how you felt when you saw Iron Man two for the first time. Exactly. Like you felt like something was like you just felt like the movie just right. Like I thought, well, that was a great story, but I didn't think it really needed to be told. But then when we did the back to back. Viewings and it, it, the puzzle pieces fit. You're like, now it makes sense now because I saw Captain America. That piece fits, and you know, and it was just it, it progressed from there. So hopefully, like seeing the next movie, like four, and then Captain America: Winter Soldier comes out, 
those movies will go, okay, that's the missing element that I missed in Iron Man 3. Okay. That's there. And that, no, I can what about it. you, Dave? Like, what did you feel like what was lacking? Well, I'm trying to say this in a non-spoiler type of way. There was a couple times in the movie mm-hmm. where Stark did something or asked someone else to do something, and then they never followed through with it. You know, I'm not going to get into detail, but just so Ed knows what I'm talking about, like the bullet scene, for example. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what was the point of that whole scene if they didn't follow through with it? Right. And Ed likes the movie more than I do. I felt like I was sucker punched all over again. <laughs> you know, I love the idea of sucker punch. I love the look of it. But I've seen both versions, the full version at Ed's house, and I've seen the theatrical version in the theater. Both times, I felt like I watched an incomplete movie, and that's what I, that's what I felt when I walked away from Iron Man 3. See, now, again, I kind of felt like that. I, mean, I, I enjoyed Sucker Punch. Yeah. Brian left Iron Man 3, and we talked about it. I just kind of like, to sum it up in like one word, it was, meh. Yeah. Like, it was great to see them. On t- it was great to see Tony Stark again. It was great to see, you know, RDJ back in the role. Mm-hmm. You know, he was still funny. He was still charming. I mean, this movie kind of, like, I'll be honest, it felt like kind of like a Batman Begins kind of movie where you saw more of Tony Stark than you saw of Iron Man. Right. But right. then when you did see Iron Man, you saw a lot of Iron Man at the same right. time. Mm-hmm. One of the things that didn't really sit well with me was, not really didn't sit well, I mean, I kind of felt like it was worked in a way where it was designed like there's a whole kid factor mm-hmm. like through like, like like the middle part of the movie you know not giving anything away tony is in a town comes across this kid right you see that in the trailer so right. i'm not really giving it away yeah. right the kid helps him out a little bit here and there and i just kind of felt like this is disney trying to get the kid factor into a movie mm-hmm. i didn't feel like it was pertinent it could have been an adult doing the exact same thing this kid did right you know, why did it have to be a kid? Why did it have to be that precocious 10-year-old? Well, I mean, I also think, too, that after a while, certain movies, because, I mean, you go, like, with the, the latest release of uh, Superman, uh, Superman Returns, right. and some other movies, where they have the, the kid element to it. I think they just, the writers write so much that they get to a point where they get, we've, we've done this, or we've done that in this movie, or, we, you know, we, we don't want to be copying off of another movie, so... Yeah, let's try and bring another factor into it. And they always bring, like, some kind of family-oriented to it or a kid-oriented. Right, but in a way, it winds up being a stereotype anyway. Right. Like, it's like, oh, we're going to try to go away from the norm and we're going to introduce a kid, but then... But I think, like I said, I think the writers had the intent of a different type of story, but then when it came down to the actual shooting of it and the editing phase of it, that got lost in translation. Like, that's, you know, not how it really should have been. Like, there, you know, like, there's certain aspects of it that's just like you know if, if we did this scene better or we did, did not better but different you know it would have been like made more sense well, now I, like after seeing it the second time I mm-hmm. did kind of enjoy it a little bit more right. only because I was able to kind of my initial reaction of the movie was waned I was like okay I'll be able to sit this with maybe like a less critical eye right. so watching and I did enjoy it more because I was waiting for those jokes and those one-liners yeah. kind of come up. The kid part, even when I saw the original part, the, orig- the first time, didn't bother me having the kid. And it just kind of felt like, why a kid? It didn't need to be there because I've seen it. I've seen that done before. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, where you need the precocious 10 to 12-year-old to kind of be a smart-alecky kid. And you're just like, yeah, yeah. It's been done. Like, what? Like, are you trying to... Is this Disney's way of trying to sell more merchandise? Right. Where, like, it's Iron Man. You don't need that. You don't need to... You don't need to treat the, the audience like an idiot. 
right. to kind of go, oh well, we want to get the we want to get the movie more kid friendly and fun, and and kids don't care about that. Well, I was I was thinking about this uh, today and yesterday about it when you know thinking about what we were going to say, and one of the things I was thinking of was is that when you get to Avengers and it's that grandiose movie that you're like in awe of and you see it and you're like wow i gotta see it again i don't you know i, I can't wait for it to come out in blu-ray or dvd the, the thing is to me it was like the greatest story arc line was just written you know kind of thing right and you're, you just read this comic and you're like wow that was phenomenal and now they're like well we're gearing up for the next set we don't have anything for next month's issue so this is that kind of iron man to me it was just like it's a night it's a neat storyline where they you know they they kind of pass that off as like a one-off or two-off issue because they're building off the next start you know building the next right. story arc and it was it was it was fun to like read or, or watch but it's not like really that concerning right you know, like kind of thing it's like well it's gonna be forgettable in like 10 years nobody's gonna really remember this issue gotcha that's been put out so that's why that's, that's why i kind of and and there wasn't i mean unless it was completely missed like i heard one of the things just today I was thumbing through the internet mm-hmm. and uh, to kind of get ready for what I'm going to say because I didn't hate the film. Right. But I also didn't, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't, it didn't make me like, maybe like how you said, like the Avengers was so good mm-hmm. and it was so fun and had like everything you could imagine. It was almost a near perfect comic book movie as far as I'm concerned. Right. And then gearing up for this, the second phase and you're going, okay, it's all going to start all over again when Iron Man 3, woohoo! And then it just felt like, Maybe I overhyped it. Yeah. Maybe I didn't like in my own head. I'm like, woo, let's go, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Really? That's it. Kind of like, or like, nice way to, to interpret it is if you're in Disney World and you're in line for a ride for longer than the ride is. Yeah. And you kind of go, I just spent two hours in line, and the ride itself is like thirty seconds. Yeah. You know, you kind of get that like. Uh, feel kind of go you go i like the ride i enjoyed it i had fun i screamed woo yeah had a good time but in the end it was over all right here what i read was there is supposed to be that link but since iron man 3 was robert downey jr's last contractual obligation Mm -hmm. for the iron man slash avengers movies that there's a rumor that he might not be in avengers 2 Mm -hmm. so why have a scene that would link all them together if he's not going to be in that movie Right. Yeah, like you could almost have it. Let's say, let's say Robert Downey Jr. says, "You know what? I'm tired of making all this money, <laughs> and I want to do something more creative, right. or whatever." And he says, "I'm out." And they get like a new guy. Are they going to go and like refilm that scene to kind of like link it all together, or maybe see that scene like in Avengers two, right? To kind of pull in the the new Iron Man. I hope not. I, I, who knows? I mean, you did kind of leave walking out of the theater. You, you just kind of like I felt like, well, what are they going to do now? Like, right. Like how is this? How is this supposed to link to Thor? You know, because that's the next movie coming right, out. Right, yeah. And they didn't kind of give anything like away. Yeah. Even the even the button at the end, like which I wanted to say, like these Marvel movies have kind of redesigned how we view movies now, mm-hmm. because now and before, as soon as the movie fades to black, you're up out of your seats and you're leaving. Mm-hmm. So those people who worked on that film never get the real recognition that they're supposed to. Right. But now, because of having that button at the end of the Marvel movies, you do sit and see that guy worked on the film, that guy worked on the film. Yeah. Even though you're chit-chatting amongst yourself, these people are still getting their moment to shine. Right. Which I think is kind of neat, and no one really thought about it that, because I thought about that Sunday when I saw it again. Yeah. I was like, wow, you know, all those people now get to, that there are 15 minutes in the, in, the, in, in this film. 
right. to kind of be like spotlighted. Here they go. And then you got the bumper at the end, which is supposed to tie in the next movie. It, there wasn't even that. Yeah. I mean, granted, you know, stayed at the end because it's a Marvel movie. They figured, why not? I mean, apparently there's supposed to be a bumper at the end of Man, Man of Steel, supposedly. Right. Rumor has it's Christian Bale is Batman kind of thing. Right. <clears throat> I We won't know until we actually see the movie before, you know, before we even comment on stuff like that. So right. be prepared for a Superman episode. Okay. A Man of Steel, Steel episode. episode yeah. I still think he should have his man panties, but that's just my opinion. Superman. Oh, okay, the red tights. Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you know, again, we could talk about the design later. I mean, I had no problem with it. I do find it kind of odd, though, that his whole uniform is blue, but yet he still has a belt. Right. Yeah. Like, well, if he doesn't have... He has a onesie on. Why does he need? Why does he need a belt? Like, <laughs> all right. I mean, where's even, he gonna? Where's he gonna put his little things? Like, <laughs> even even Batman has a kind of like a cod piece kind of thing. Yeah, you can kind of tell. Okay, well, he needs to keep his shorts up. But <laughs> Superman has a onesie, so like, why need the belt? But right. you know, it's all redesigned. Who cares? You know, I guess we'll figure it out. I've only seen images of it and, and brief, you know, the trailer of it. So I'm, I have to, like, actually see the whole film to really... Yeah, I'm not going to pass any judgment on, on a trailer just because from past experiences, what you see in a trailer sometimes doesn't make it on film. film. right. Like, even the Iron Man 3 trailer where they have the Ben Kingsley as the uh, Mandarin doing the lesson number one. There are no heroes. Yeah. That line was never mentioned in Iron Man 3. Yeah. Spoiler. That's the only spoiler you're getting. <laughs> so, like, I was actually kind of looking forward to hearing him say that. And then the whole movie went, and I was like, he didn't say the line. <laughs> there are no heroes. Some people call me a terrorist. I prefer to call myself a teacher. And, you know. <laughs> I was like, all right. I think he's slipping a little Bane in there. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> when Gotham burns, you have my permission to die. So <laughs> <sighs> all that movie needed. Darth Vader. Yeah, don't don't get me started. I'm trying not. To, no, no, no. Dark Knight Return stuff. All right. I think, in many ways, yeah. and this is going to piss Sean off. I think. The Dark Knight Rises was a better movie than Iron Man Three. I walked away more. I walked away more frustrated from Iron Man Three. Ooh. Those are fighting words. That's that's hurtful. <laughs> Them's fighting words. <laughs> Put them up, pal. Put them up. I, see now, I, I again. You know what? We will revisit this conversation when more. Not that more people haven't seen the movie because mm-hmm. it's already close to half a billion dollars at this point. Yeah, is that right? Opening weekend, six hundred billion. Six hundred thousand, uh, six hundred million. I mean, yeah. So it's 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 probably give it a couple more weeks. It'll probably hit a billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is kind of great in one aspect. One aspect because it's nice to see these kind of movies getting the people out in the theaters, right? To see it, to see it. But by the same token, if your movie's going to make almost a billion dollars, you better deliver. Right. Mm-hmm. And like some people walked away saying they really enjoyed it, and some people walked away kind of like the same way we feel about it, kind of like. Wait, that's it? Like, So maybe that hour and a half, that hour and 15 minutes that he pulled, maybe that kind of fills in some of the gaps that we maybe felt were lacking in. Right, I hope. Like, okay, another great example, too, is your thing with Daredevil. Uh You didn't like the original release of Daredevil. Yes. But when I forced you to watch the director's cut, (laughs) you seemed to enjoy it more, even though that one scene was still in it. You looked away, but you still enjoyed the movie more. Right. So maybe that's kind of like what's going to happen here. Now, the problem I think might be happening that 
hour and 15 minutes, you might not see until the phase two. I doubt it. It depends on how after the fa- after that phase one disappointment. Oh god, face that... that you brought in, and it was like I was expecting so much more of that. I mean, Dave missed that obviously, but mm-hmm. the case was very tiny. The it was all just basically they took the they took a DVD case, opened it up, pulled the uh, Blu-ray version of whatever it was, or the 3D and Blu-ray version of yeah. each movie mm-hmm. that had 3D versions of it, and stuck it in, and that was it. Like you, they didn't even repackage the. DVD or Blu-ray cover of it, the the disc cover. Yeah, it's the, it same, the same. One. Like, same uh, one. and another thing too is like, like for Iron Man Two was a two disc, or all you had was it's literally said Iron Man Two disc one. So yeah, right, it right. Was, so all the extra at least deleted the disc one part. Right, right. they were they could have just redesigned it, like you know, put like the, their like their faces on the disc rather than just have whatever it was in the packaging. Like like they took no. They had, and like I said, they even even on the podcast, I mentioned that they had extra time because they got into so much trouble with the case. So it was supposed to come out in September, but because of the case issue, they actually wound up coming out in April. You could have done other stuff in that time. You could have went, okay, we got to redesign it. What are you guys coming up with? And that big extra bonus disc that they were talking about at the time, mm-hmm. literally was if you went to the AMC, like uh, they did a, a the big six movie marathon. Mm-hmm. What they did was they intercut each movie with Agent Coulson, uh, Coulson. Coulson yeah. coming in, giving like a little synopsis of the character, you know. And it was done nice with nice lighting and stuff. That's all they put on that extra disc. Like they couldn't even take the time to kind of recreate that feeling by sticking the Iron Man intro that he had in the beginning of Iron Man. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like, oh, here's disc one of Iron Man. Whoop, hey, let's watch the movie. And then you didn't you didn't know that there was an intro until you decided to look at that extra disc. Right. Like, why not redesign it in a way where you have that that feeling of here he comes, Tony Stark, blah blah blah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Iron Man, fade the black, start the movie. Then when you pop in the Thor movie, he does his little shtick about Thor for Iron Man, you know, for all of them, and it just kind of felt like they haphazardly put it all together. So the I was telling Ed at that podcast, there's like instead of how many discs, it was ten discs. Ten discs. Yeah. It really could have been twelve discs because Iron Man two and Iron Man both were two discs. Mm-hmm. And they weren't even involved. It was like, it, it is because I was like, well, why did I, why did I buy it? Right. I mean, you I got bought basically it. the same thing that you right. already. I got paid less for. than what I paid for right. wow. because all I, all I got was that rinky dink case, which is kind of cool. But I was expecting like a briefcase. It right. actually wound up being like an oversized lunchbox uh, that lit up. Right. You know, and even then the test rack, you know, because you see the pictures of it, it's like this blue thing, and you're like, it looks like kind of like the movie. And you're like, wow. He pulls it out. It's this little white box. And he's, and he's like smacking it. Yeah, he's like slamming it like like, <laughs> like my hand was hurting him. Well, listening to him slapping on his hand, and it barely lit up. And I'm like, that's it. Like, that's yeah, it. because it was supposed to like it was supposed to be touch. You know, as soon as you touch it, it's supposed to hit. But you had to like kind of bang it on your your palm. Oh, jeez. But it, the sensitivity wasn't there. So I mean, actually, it was like bang, bang, bang before it actually decided to lit up. And then the other thing too was that that flashing moment was, was like they have the the shield emblem. That lights up when you push like the little Avengers button on the handle part, mm-hmm. but if you but if you put the tesseract in as it was blinking, it would make the symbol light up too. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is the way that the case is designed is when you open it up, where that light is that would shine through, mm-hmm. you have all these files. So you have to take the file out, reclose the lid for that symbol to light up. Oh, kind of defeats the purpose. I'm like, 
you guys really, really screwed, screwed up. up. Yeah. So I'm kind of hoping that maybe like they learn their lesson and kind of with the phase two, maybe do something different. But with the hour and 15 minutes, I, mean, I would love to see him do it like, a, like you have the theatrical and the extended cut, mm. you know, that kind of a deal. But again, I'm still waiting for the director's cut or extended cut of Avengers. They, they cut out thir- over 35 minutes of uh, the uh, Captain yeah. America stuff. That's and right. I think that like that extra disc had basically deleted scenes from all the movies, mm-hmm. but not like the grandstand. Like, it was like little clips and stuff. And I didn't look at the... I was so disappointed in, in what I saw on that extra disc. They did have the Captain America deleted stuff, so maybe it is on that disc. But they didn't incorporate it back no, into No, they didn't. Extended, like, right. supposedly they did for the theatrical release for that marathon. Mm-hmm. Like, you know... I, I don't know. Well, yeah, well. Uh, we try and grade our movies. Of course, Sean's not really thrilled by this point, I think. But we've, we've decided to do a grade lettering of the of the movies. So, Dave, what, if you had to give a grade letter of this movie, of Iron Man 3. Well, are you doing, been? like, stars? Or are you doing a scale of 1 to a, 10? A through F. A through F. So you can do, like, like an A plus, school, A minus. Right. Yeah. I would have to say... Special effects, I'll give it a B plus. Okay. For storyline and entertainment, I'll give it a C plus. Okay. Okay, so it kind of averages out to like a B minus. Yeah. In a way, would you say? Yeah, that's fair. What do you think? I'm just gonna do the overall thing. I I give it a solid B because again, there was like those moments where I was like, I was entertained. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know what? I'll be honest. No, I'm gonna take that back. A C, right down the middle. Yeah. Because I did feel like. Walking out, it was like there was so much wrong, but I liked the stuff. The stuff that I liked, I loved. The mm-hmm. stuff that I didn't like, I hated. Right. So it was kind of like, oh man, like this was supposed to be the start off point. Fuckers got it wrong. Like, <laughs> so that's why I, I got to give it like a, it's like a passing C because it was when it comes out on Blu ray or, D, you know, obviously I'll throw it in the mix with the rest of my stuff. Right. You know, go through the whole process of buying each individual movie and then. Hope that the phase two set will be awesome, but I'm right. I've I already got a bad taste in my mouth from the other one, so I'm like, you guys better fucking impress me now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna give it a solid C. Right. And what about you? Mine is, is definitely a solid C. I, I was trying to give it a C plus, but again, it's just there's so much missing to it that you're like, I hope they do get an extended cut of of it, and it explains a lot more. And there's you know like you you know I mean like if it's makes you feel like an idiot because you need three hours of it, then fine, I want to be an idiot because I want to see it. See, no, the thing is, I don't mind a three-hour movie if the movie's entertaining for me. Like, like, and like I said, I felt that the movie was entertaining. Right. So throwing an extra hour, hour and 15 in, isn't going to bother me much, but mm-hmm. I would do hope that, that that movie that they do squeeze in does kind of, like, make me feel like instead of giving a C, maybe I'll give it a B plus. Right. Because I know all the stuff that they have in this cut is still going to bother me. Yeah, you know, even after seeing it a second time, it still bothered me, but not as passionately, right. because I knew going in, I was just like, "Sons of bitches, where'd you do that?" You know, <laughs> so there was stuff still gonna bother me, like yeah. like the the daredevil scene that you don't like with yeah. Matt and Elektra fighting in the playground. Right, right, yeah. You know, that's the that's Ugh. the one thing he didn't Ugh. he hates about the whole movie. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I'll explain it to you later. <laughs> I won't go into the podcast again for a third time. Listen to our podcast, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's move on. All right. Uh, You were saying in the beginning of the the, uh, podcast, you were talking about a a movie that Dave saw. 
So I'm going to kind of leave leave it the floor. What was the movie? I, let's go into the title if you can remember it. It's a rom zombie film. I remember it. I always I always want to say Witches of Salem, but I know that's not right. You're it's, very close. Yeah, and that's the thing is I'm always so close. It's like Witches of Salem would have probably been a better title because well, that's what they really are. Right. What is the actual title? The Lords of Salem. The Lords, Lords of, Salem. of Salem. Okay. What's the movie about? Okay. The, witches. <laughs> the movie. The movie is about. Uh, I, I'm horrible remembering characters' names. That's fine. But again, try to keep to a synopsis because him and I neither have seen it, so no spoilers. Because right. I'm sure there's other people out there who want to see the movie. Right. Okay. So basically, Rob Zombie's wife is the main character. Of course. Okay. You know, which is like all his movies. And <laughs> she's a she's a DJ for a small town uh, radio program. Right. And she gets a package in the mail of this LP that's called The Lord. Okay. Okay. She plays uh, the music and it almost puts her into a trance. Okay. Now, her... Before you go on, is is it in Salem? She's she's in Salem. Yes. Okay. Okay. So yes. the title. Okay. Go ahead. So <laughs> I just wanted to make sure because I wanted to. Yeah. So basically, she doesn't even realize she was in the trance, but she doesn't remember the time that went by. She didn't connect it to the to the record okay a couple days before they had a salem witch expert okay uh on as, the show? as a guest oh, okay and the next day she decides to play the record for the show okay and certain female listeners on the radio program go into this trance again okay it doesn't affect all the women and it affects no men okay so this witch guy, uh, warlock. No, no, this witch expert. Oh, witch expert. Okay. He he. Um, and and a Wiccan would be uh insulted by the term warlock because a witch is a witch to a Wiccan. All right. But anyway, All right. a magical being. I'm being like schooled. If, in bewitch, learn something. Today. If it's bewitched, if it's if it's the kind that flies around in a broom, then it would be a warlock. Gotcha. But if you're going by the Wiccan religion, there's no such thing as a warlock. Gotcha. Okay. 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 Yeah, I did so, not know that. There's something familiar about the tune of the song. And he goes back to the references that he used to write his book. And he, he sees, like, this 15th century music that, that's it to a T. Right. So he's doing research and he's talking to her. And the movie's very slow burn. Very, very, very slow burn. Uh, okay. I'm going okay. to try to knock you back on, on, on right. port here. Uh, oh, wait, before you go that, what what do you mean by slow burn? I I, I kind of, basically, it's like a slow pacing. It's very... Very slow pacing. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's like, very... Slower than Rosemary's Baby slow. Okay. Like, yeah. like okay. you're waiting for, like, okay, shining slow. Okay. Exactly. Like, right. where it's a bunch, you're waiting and waiting and waiting, and then when you finally, bang, it happens. Okay. So, well, without spoilers, you'll find out why this music only affects certain women. Okay, well, I, I, I'm going to make a leap of faith here and kind of gather the... It's not really a spoiler, in my opinion, so mm-hmm. I'll, let me be the blunt of the hate mail. Yeah. I'm going to assume that the reason why those certain women are affected is probably because their bloodline has to deal related to certain burnt witches from the past. Yes. Oh, yeah! Yes, it has exactly to do with their bloodline. See? Either of the witches or of the witch hunters. Gotcha. Okay. So this kind of triggers, like, like past memories or kind of, like, in a way, possesses them. Possesses them, exactly. Gotcha. Uh, you see Satan in the movie. Um, what bothers me about him is he basically looks like a Sasquatch with an alien face with overgrown fingernails that are curled. 
And it's like, it's, it's like, what? It, it, it's it's the oddest Satan I've ever seen in my life. There's a lot of bizarre imagery, like little midget demons. There's like these satanic priest people with masks that are masturbating dildos. It's just, just very strange, wow. eerie imagery. Um, but that kind of goes with like how, now again, I haven't seen Lord of Salem gotten around because I heard iffy reviews about Halloween right. too, And you can get the Blu-ray already because, through uh, Amazon UK. It's oh, already right. It's already released. Oh, okay. Well, like, from my understanding about like Halloween 2, and again I haven't seen it and I feel mm-hmm. kind of bad because I am a zombie fan, that there is a lot of that kind of imagery where some of it doesn't make sense. It's right. just kind of like it almost kind of feels like how it was described. Trippy. Trippy, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like like a very um, Twin Peakish, David Lynch kind of style, where it's like you'll see something happen on the screen, you're going, "What am I just watching what, here? What does that have to do with anything?" Like, right? It's just kind of like that. I kind of felt like now. Keep in mind that Rob Zombie's next film is for people who live in Philadelphia. It's about the Broad Street or if Bullies. You're, if you're a hockey, if you're fan. a hockey fan, it's right. about the Broad Street Bullies, the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah. So I'm kind of like now. I'm like. How is he going to do this movie? Like, right. like because he's got this track record of <laughs> see Bernie Fraud take his mask off. He's got these huge teeth. Yeah, he's like, right. ah, he kills. <laughs> or like when, like depending on what kind of plot line he's taking for the the history of the Broad Street Bullies, the Flyers. Yeah. If it's like, are we going to see like the opposing team see like a demonic goalie, yeah. like you know that kind of a thing? Yeah. Where I'm like. I mean, I'm going to see it because it's Rob Zombie film. Yeah. I'm going to see it because I'm a Flyers fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no one's really touched on this subject other than, like, NHL documentaries kind of stuff. Right. <clears throat> but so I'm kind of interested in seeing what his take is, like, on, on whatever storyline is. What's the, what is it, like, the history? Mm-hmm. But to go back to the Lords of Salem, because right. when we saw him in concert, he obviously played the theme song from the, you know, the movie and had, like, the trailer and all that kind of stuff. It was really theatrically and done, obviously. Right. If again go back to the gradings part, where would you kind of rate this as far as one a movie and two is Rob Zombie movie? Right. Well, this was my least favorite Rob Zombie movie. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that out there. Yeah, that's fine. Um, okay. All right. However, I appreciate the imagery and the art of the movie. Right. It if if you're a fan of Holy Mountain or Suspiria or any of those Which... European. Uh, slow burn movies that that are that are very highly dependent on imagery and colors. Right, you're gonna love this movie. Which seems to be, I'll be honest, that seems to be kind of like if the they're, house. They're of, not exactly my cup of tea. But, right, but that seems to be kind of like like his influences as a kid because sure. because if you see like a House of a Thousand Corpses, it kind of had like some imagery like that. Right, you know, like I personally had them all of them. Mm-hmm. My favorite was The Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects is one of my all-time favorite movies out of all movies. I, I, I find something every time I rewatch it. It is such a good movie because it wasn't really like a horror movie. That's the kind of like the the thing. Like, it's like a sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses, which is bloody and gory and it's violent. But in how in, in Devil's Rejects, it almost seems like an escape film mm-hmm. because they're on the run. Oh, is that the movie that we watched? Did yes, I made that watch. I actually enjoyed that movie. I yeah. really did. I was like, because I'm not a horror fan at all. You know that. It, it doesn't play like a horror but it, movie. It was right. just like it was. It was. It was still like gory enough, but I still enjoyed it. Like it was just like, like wow. Like it's it it is. It's an escape movie. They're, they're trying to get away. Yeah, and it's just like it, it's like kind of that real life kind of scenario where like these killers are now on the run and they're like you know they still can't help themselves right for killing people. And, 
And it's right. just like, wow. It's, and, cool. and it's also such a, a stylistically wise, such a 180 degrees from a House, house of a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. Like, like I know you'll probably never see House of a Thousand Corpses because it's not your style of movie yet. Right. But again, but... For being a sequel, it's a completely different feel. Completely field. different movie. Like, you could watch it on its own because it does give you the setup. Right. Yeah. Uh, kind of like, almost like, kind of, sort of like a different take on the ending of House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. Done a little differently, but it does propel the rest of the story. But you can watch it as a separate film and still go, that was a good movie. Yeah. And not have to worry about going, oh, it's a sequel. Right. You know, because it, it does lay enough of the groundwork of the characters that you might have missed in House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. So now this being his, you know, then he did Halloween, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> I didn't see Halloween 2. And now this was, so you're looking at two, is this is his fifth movie? Fourth movie? Fifth movie, though. Fifth movie, yeah. yeah. So out of, if you were to grade this particular movie, again. Well, see, the- I again, like I said, I, I, to give it a grade, I would, I feel like I'm the wrong person because those European slow burn movies right. are not my cup of tea. I feel that would be unfair. But what I, I want to say is, do you guys know Meg Foster? Like from the mother yeah. from Stepfather? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, she was Evil Lynn in Masters of the Universe. Yeah. Yeah. She was also, what do you call it, the uh, hero in They Live, the chicken head They Live. Exactly. Uh, she always kind of reminded me... With those me, electric blue eyes. Love those eyes. I'm such a sucker for blue eyes, like especially that pure. She also kind of reminded me, too, a little bit of, like, and it's going to sound weird, Kirstie Alley a little bit, mm-hmm. like in the face structure-wise, mm-hmm. but I always loved Meg Foster. Oh. And, and let me tell you, I've met her twice, once at Horror Find and once at Monster Mania. Yeah. She is one of the most down-to-earth, most gracious people I've ever met that was a celebrity. That's good. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, and if you have a little conversation with you, she wants a hug go- goodbye. That's just how down to earth she is. <sighs> wow. But anyway, but why I'm bringing her up is because she gave the most phenomenal performance of her life. Really? I, I don't want to say she was Oscar worthy, but yeah. I, I I am frustrated because these types of horror movies, the actors are going to be overlooked when the horror awards come out, and she deserves the top horror yeah. award that's out there and I, and I have a feeling she's not going to get it only because of the type of film it is see I think I think that's kind of like the problem with the genre of horror movies because very rarely does a horror movie get like okay Silence of the Lambs is probably the only movie that everyone here can even the audience and us can kind of agree on it's not really a horror movie Mm-hmm. But it's also not really, it's not like, it's kind of It's not like, really a police movie either. Right. It's kind of like in that weird zone. Right. And maybe that's probably the reason why it won all those awards. But a horror movie like like that. But in the horror industry, right. what I'm saying is even the horror awards that are created within the horror community, yeah. I think they're going to be prejudiced against this movie. <clears throat> and I don't I don't see her even getting... Why do you getting, think they're prejudiced? Why do you think they would be prejudiced? Because like, there's well, first of all, people hate Rob Zombie over his interpretation of Halloween, which I totally disagree with. I yeah. This this movie, Lords of Salem, because it's slow burn, because it's it's heavy on your uh, Suspiria type of feel. It's being blasted by horror quote unquote experts. Mm. I re- I really just don't see even its own community, the horror community. Giving it, giving Meg what she deserves, which I I feel like she deserves best actress gotcha. in a horror film, and I I don't see none of the horror magazines, the award shows, any of them. No one's talking about the movie. Giving her the props that she deserves, she nails this role. Now, you know, this kind of goes to a, like a nice little thing about actors because you know we bring up 
I know you don't like um, Ryan mm-hmm. Reynolds as a, a you don't like his acting. I like him in a campy film. Uh, you know, know, like uh, but there's it, certain roles that he's good. Well, at. see that that's right. my point is like I think certain if like an actor or actress is just paid to do a role and to get emotions and range out of them, it relies on the subject matter of the script. Also, the director knowing what their vision is to be able to pull that out of them. Mm-hmm. So, like, where while a lot of people didn't like to blame Ryan Reynolds for a movie like Green Lantern, but then they'll turn around and go, oh, I loved him in Van Wilder. Mm-hmm. Because I think you're utilizing him. Like, I thought he was pretty good as Deadpool, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, you're utilizing him in the proper way. And that comes with, like, a director knowing, like, I know you as an actor might be more towards this than that. So, right. like, maybe that's where Rob Zombie being... Like, Quentin Tarantino's good at doing that, too. Like, bringing people... Like, he helped restart, you know, John Travolta's career mm-hmm. by making a role for him that, that can show his acting ability. Right. You know, so maybe, like, unfortunately, like, Meg Foster has always kind of been the poor man's hero, mm-hmm. your heroine. You know, so maybe, like, Rob Zombie's way of kind of going, I'm going to give you a role that you can sink your teeth into. Because I know you could... And she gave it her all. I mean, Wow. You know, as a person that's not a real big fan of this type of horror, right? I want to throw in that it had my complete interest from beginning to end. Okay. There was a couple creepy scenes. There was no real scares. I personally felt the uh, ending was like, what, WTF right. kind of thing. You can say fuck. We're adults. Okay. <laughs> well, what the, you know, I was like, what the fuck? I, I can't believe I sat through all that for for this blah, blah ending. Gotcha. Which I don't want to say with a spoiler. Right. But then I talked to my friend Dante, who's really heavy into the European, like Dario Argento type of movies. Right. And uh, he said, Dave, what are you talking about? I love the ending. He's like, okay. I, I, it, it wowed him. And I was like, really? I don't see it. Maybe, but again, it's not my type of horror. Right. right. So I think to a regular viewer, if you go in knowing it's going to be slow burn. Right. And it's going to be different it's not like a mainstream movie it almost feels low budget in a sense okay i think you might be able to watch it and appreciate it for what it is right if you start the movie thinking you're going to watch a mainstream hollywood film you're going to tear it up like most of the reviewers are well i think that's the thing with with zombie i think that the only mainstream accountability he got was when he restarted halloween because Mm -hmm. uh house of a thousand corpses being his first movie wasn't really like a, a critical sele- a hit. I mean, people loved it, mm-hmm. but again, it wasn't really like a like oh, it's on three thousand movie theaters. It was very niche as far as theater wise. Mm-hmm. Same with Devil's Rejects. I think it maybe got like a nice little bump because I think Halloween was might have been in between the two of the movies, or I, I always forget how how they were released. Mm-hmm. But Halloween, I think, was the first movie that kind of made people go, "This is Rom Zombie's a director." Oh, what the hell? You know, let's go see it. And because he did something different to it, I think people were like, they wanted to go in seeing the old Michael Myers and seeing the new Michael Myers kind of was like, again, like we get that feeling when you go see like a a TV show turned into a movie and you walk up going, they completely destroyed that character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like rather than taking it as a fresh take on a new generation and trying to find appreciation that way. Yeah, Michael Myers has been with us for so long, but then all of a sudden... He, uh, you know, like, let's introduce him to a new generation, a new generation smarter and, and sharper. So, you know, all right, so would you would you recommend it? Like, I would recommend it to someone that can go in and watch it with an open mind. Gotcha. And if you love 
Euro, like 60s, 70s horror, then I definitely recommend it. All right. Okay. Um, you know, it, it, it has soul, but, you know, it for your regular horror viewers, I think that's why there's so many hate, hateful reviews. All right. Okay. okay. So on that note, I guess we'll... Uh, so is it a go out to the movie theater to buy it or wait, see it or wait till DVD? I think for the average person, I would recommend for, to wait for uh, rental or DVD. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. There's Dave's Horror Movie Corner. And I think <laughs> that will wrap up our show for this week. So if you want to contact Sean and uh, tell him what you think and uh, you know give him any ideas or funny bits, you can contact Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or, as usual, you can always contact Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can go to our Facebook uh, page, Geeksters, and like us. And remember, if you know that Iron Man 3 should be longer or missing something at the end, then you might be a geekster. <laughs>